especially with these young niggas, like, <sighs> I don't know. It seems like the price of pussy has gone way down. Like, you don't have to do this. I, I think so. Has I, it gone I, down or has I, it gone up? Huh? Has it gone down or has it gone up? It's gone down. With the with the shift in gender roles, it means a, a, a decrease in, in in pricing. I don't know, man. I see like cats out here like sending random cash apps and like the stuff that these kids are doing for like proms and stuff. Like it's like why? But they not, again, they, they that's do that not for pussy Instagram. though. They do that for likes. That's for us or the yeah. the world. But isn't but, but but isn't that still the problem? I mean, because like. So if like if you look at it like a budget, right? And you had like a chick back in the day, you had a budget. You got to go take her out, trick off a little dough. You know what I'm saying? Like going to the Applebee's and get an appetizer or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You might get her a little something or there's a little chain around her neck. You know what I'm saying? So it's like jewelry, little jewelry things, Applebee's, and like date stuff or movies and stuff. But you didn't have a for the people line item on the budget. Like now there's a whole like. PR budget that you gotta have with a chick now. You see, I mean that's part of the price now. Mm. No, he's yeah, right. But no, 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 no. I, it's still at the end of the day, right? Like you don't really have to do anything. Like you just have to appear that you do something. So like if you get to seven to nine thousand followers, pussy's gonna fall on your lap. Like my. Like, if you take enough pictures with famous people, like, you don't have to try anymore. That's what I'm saying. But even the average nigga, like you said, your homeboy, y'all go out. The ugly bitch is like, I'm trying to give this nigga the pussy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least back in the day, a nigga would have to at least pursue. But these hoes are throwing pussy at niggas. My niggas turn down pussy all the time. But y'all are from a generation where you get as many resources by spending as little resources as possible. That's not. That's not. You y'all talking about y'all niggas and how they are dealing with it. These new niggas are not doing doing that. They're out here going to the restaurant. Oh, how much is the pussy? Oh, it's five dollars. Okay, I'll give you thirty. Like, wait, what? But see, that's Mm, that's on y'all. But that's the difference between us and them. Is like the price. Like I said, like the the price price is the price. They're just overpaying. Why you you, right? Why you tipping seventy five dollars on a meal that's five dollars? Right. So yeah, the, Cause, the cause price the, is still the, the price. The price is going down. You got you. I'm tracking. Nobody like the good girl doesn't doesn't get any props anymore. The good girl is the dumb girl now. Like girls go out like, all right, I'm giving this pussy to somebody tonight, and nobody's blinking an eye. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, we gonna have us some whole stories, horrible decisions, all these things, all the, all the music like is about giving niggas pussy. Now, some songs about giving niggas pussy because of what they spend, and I guess niggas buy into those songs so they do it, but you don't have to. You could just be a high nigga standing there.
welcome to with all due respect this is chef and as always when listening to our podcast um, be sure to tell your friends about the podcast uh, send us a nice little message about what you think about the podcast uh, quick not begging but we haven't seen anything lately we've been sitting on 110 109 likes on apple for the past two months man just you know give us a shout especially if you're a new listener like shout out to the new listeners you know what i'm saying like much love to our continuous listeners but if you're a new listener man give us a shout out uh this is episode 139 how you unsure how you unsure because i had to go check the um, podcast like on apple and we don't number them so i was like oh shit what with the white voice what up Five thousand outside of Florida. Boy, J. Joe, comma. If you get lost, hold on. We don't number them. They are numbered. Is it to, like in the description? I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I have to number it every time I upload an episode. So they're numbered. The last episode should have been 138. Okay, so it's 139. Cool. That's all that matters. Let me put that on my little paper right here. That's how numbers work. I don't fuck it up no more. It's all good. We got it, baby. We don't work it out. All right. Yeah, man. So how everybody been doing, man? What's been going on with you, 5,000, man? How was um, your past week? Weekend was was, was good with you, man? Yeah, man. uh, We got a lot of rain, so... uh, that's been crazy and then also the storm is approaching so I guess probably at least another few more days of that but like just stupid amounts of rain so really just been chilling I ain't been able to do much because it rains for like a couple hours at a time so that's it slow motion we don't don't dig in next week man we can't be talking about the weather dog <laughs> but, uh, what... hey, easy, easy for. Oh, hold on! I'm about to say easy for niggas who don't live in Florida, Louisiana. But nigga, you live in Florida. Nigga, it's hurricane season. It's gonna yeah. take up conversations all for the next couple months. So oh, so y'all... wait, so wait, we can't talk about the what? That's a topic that we should skip over. No, no, it's just like you know, it's just the weather. You know what I'm saying? Like it rains every day. Got it you. rains every day. Nah, but it's not like the typical Florida summer afternoon rain. No, it's some real shit coming. I forgot about that though, so I, I I'm know, not. I can get provisions. I'm not high, but I've, I've two songs jumped in my head like "Summer Rain" clearly by Carl Thomas, and then "Every Day It Rains" by Mary J. Blige. I'm just, I don't know. I wonder if any listeners, if that, that jumped into y'all's head when "Every Day It Rains" comes out. Go ahead. When it rains, I, I usually think of Rain by SWV because that's just like a jam. But that's me. Huh. Don't mind me. But yeah, um, that's cool, man. What's been going on with you, JJ? Oh, hey, man. Thanks for asking. Fourth uh, of July weekend. Um, crawfish season. I might have got the last crawfish of the season, man. Uh, around this time, they start maturing or reaching their maturation process and they become bigger and harder uh <laughs> and it's harder to get the uh, flavor into that shell so it doesn't really permeate the way it's supposed to but um again 504 seafood black owned crawfish spot new orleans y'all check it out uh, I guess the next crawfish season 
Huh? Do they shoot? Uh, I doubt it. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. So. Hey, do you follow wanna, the, white wanna, boy, the white boy stale cracker or whatever his name is? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. There's a white boy named, um, I think it's Stale Cracker. He's out of Louisiana. And he's like an old redneck white boy. But he cooks the hell out of some motherfucking crawfish and shit. And um, check him out, man. I think Stale Cracker, I think that's what it is. But he cook crawfish. He be cooking gator. Like, niggas entertaining too. Like, I mean, he it's on Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. He probably doesn't like black people. It's probably a 50% chance he doesn't like black people. But like it's, it's it's entertaining it's entertaining food food commentary or whatever he got like a little personal uh, beer funnel like like while we wait we hydrate then you just go and like drink a whole beer it's entertaining all right all right well yeah, we'll I'll check out the racist uh, Louisiana racist uh, but besides that <laughs> uh, some people came in town I guess uh, it wasn't a real essence weekend but I think some people had already bought tickets and were like fuck it we're just gonna go to New Orleans anyway, so caught up with a couple of homeboys, homegirls. Uh, they asked about the podcast when we're dropping, so I told them we're dropping soon. Somebody said we don't talk about food or sex enough anymore, so you know we should uh, we should have a, a food and sex episode pretty soon, or at least get into it. I ended up this weekend while I, I was drinking, told uh, two stories about. The one where mystical stole my hose, which uh, one day I'll, I guess I'll tell in this podcast, and uh, and the story of me man squirting. So, um, <laughs> wait, uh, so how are you doing? What's what? what's that about? Uh oh, Shessa, so, I gotta hear about this man squirting. Yeah, oh, I mean, man. I know the thing. <laughs> so, in a room full of a hundred people. And you ask, hey, did you know that men can squirt? A uh, hundred people are going to say, no, I've never heard of that. So, um, yeah, it happened to me uh, one day in time. And it was like, I guess I can give y'all that. Do y'all want to hear it now or should I wait till we talk about it? The people are invested in man squirting oh, now. I mean, you kind of got All right, it. so listen. You so, knew this was going to happen. You, you knew it when you said it. Uh, so at the time I was, you know, I was, I was, uh, working out, you know, drinking a lot of water. It was like the perfect storm of things. So I was drinking probably like two gallons of water a day. Um, so, so with young lady's house, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're having intercourse, but I, I wasn't allowing myself to ejaculate, uh, edging. I believe that's what it's called. Um, Oh, but it wasn't really, huh? I you got to do that later. But go ahead. All right. So, I guess afterwards she got up and went into the shower. So she's in the shower doing the shower thing. I, I we get some background music. Remember, you used to have a good background music. Damn. Anyway. There we go. There we go. Get that down so y'all can hear me, hear my voice, get my key sweat on. Um, can you still hear it? Is it back there? I don't know. Anyway. Yes. So she gets out of the shower, uh, and for whatever reason, we start fooling around, and she, like, gets on her knees and starts performing fellatio, right? So she, she's fellating, fellate, 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 fellate. I start to ejaculate, so I start to bust, and as I 
bust, I keep on busting. So, um, it wasn't like it was bust and stop. It was like bust, and then it kept going, shooting out to the point where I'm like, oh, shit, I'm pissing on this young lady. So I moved to the right, which wasn't the right place to go because now I'm pissing on the sink. So I'm feeling like I am. So then I finally get to the left where the shower is. And look, you could have it could have been a pile of money there. And like, hey, a million dollars, if you could stop, I couldn't stop. And the whole time it felt like all bust, right? She was, good. she was a good sport. She was like, okay, yeah, don't worry about it. So I'm like, all right, well, cool. I think I should probably leave and go home now. So I go home now and I'm like, damn, did I just like, kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, this has never happened before. So then I hit the Googles and I was like, well, can man squirt? And it said, yes, man can squirt. And it's pretty much the same as women. It comes out like a clear liquid. I mean, mostly urine. Shut up. I know it's pee, whatever, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, hey, man, it was it was a sight to behold. Uh, it only happened that one time ever in my life. Um, but, yeah, if you were wondering, uh, man, man can squirt. So I ended up telling that story twice for whatever reason this weekend. And, yeah, so now... Did it build intrigue among your, your crowd? It, it, it did. First of all, whatever when they said when I say something about the time I squirted, they people, well, men, men can squirt. They always think it has something to do with like shitting, and I guess that's well, what people's eyes go. The intuitive question is where from? You know what I'm saying? Right. I didn't think from shitting, but okay. Say, the connotation to me is not towards shitting, but okay. I mean, yeah. called diarrhea. So, yeah, so now, because uh, we have a million listeners, like a million and 15 people know that men, men can squirt, so I'm, I'm going to see if it's ever happened to anybody else, man. Hit us up. Let us know. What's up, man? Um, so what, what's going on with you, man? How was how, your past week? How, how are you going to follow me? Right, how are you going to ask me to talk about my... My fucking week after this nigga talk about he's he squirted and, and and on on a pile of money or something. How about this? <laughs> hey man, do, I mean you know what I'm saying it was hot outside. It was a little bit of rain, but y'all didn't come here to hear me talk about the weather. There you go. Uh no, you can't do that. Nope. <laughs> you made an agreement for us six to twelve bucks. You were gonna. Uh, hey, I saw on your Instagram that you had some friends over. It looked like uh, chef was over there. It looked like you yeah, put I, some stuff. On the chef table. was over. The chef should tell you about it. Jeff, why don't you tell us? That's fine, because this is what this is the thing. This is the thing. Wood put out a fine spread, so I, I'm I'm fine with just sharing all that. So yeah, I went to my Father's Day gift for my wife, and shout out to my wife for the wonderful Father's Day gift was a, a ticket on Spirit Airlines to the DC metro area. So I was up there. From no, is that a backhanded compliment that you just gave your wife? I was just about to be like, I mean. Sounds like you made it. Y'all, to y'all, 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 y'all made it backhanded. I like Spirit. I've said several times I fly Spirit and Frontier routinely. You could have just said you threw Spirit in for a little. Because I'm about to, I'm about to talk about. I am about to talk about Spirit because I've always been pro Spirit until until Spirit hurt my feelings. So I'm, I'm gonna get into that. Um, 
But I went to D.C. for the weekend from from uh, Thursday night to I, I got home today. It's Tuesday. So it was a great time. You know what I'm saying? I got to to kick it um, with my boys um, and just spend a little time. So it was, it was a great experience. You know, and I haven't been to D.C. in so long, but D.C. really is like my favorite city, period. So it was just great to be there. Um, went to Woods House on Saturday and he had a, a great barbecue. Like it, it was great. I mean, the food was obviously great. Woods, like you know, top tier tier grill master. So the food was great. Crazy thing is, because of the pandemic and just life going on, you don't really see get to see anybody. But just seeing everybody with their kids was crazy to me. I know I was extremely high. I was extreme. I was extremely high. I almost died at Woods House twice. I, I saw I saw the devil coming to get me twice. But I was like, I didn't die. Praise the Lord. But so many children. Just in seeing your seeing niggas interact with their children. I never saw Raynard with his son. Like it just, you know, you just see all that stuff. So it was it was a beautiful time. Um great food, great people. Um this fool um showed us the bar. Bar is beautiful. Like it was just, man, it was just a great time, man. It was among the highlights of the weekend, really, um, and just kicking it with my people. Uh, my boy just broke up with his girl, so he was going through, um, going through a storm. And he met a nice young lady at the bar, and um, I think he's in love again, which is sounds ridiculous to me, but I'm like, you know, he had a great time. So it was just a good, good ass time in general. But I am gonna go to back to Spirit <laughs> Airlines. Oh, um, he met her. He met her at Wood Bar or like another bar. No, he met her at another bar. It was only. Oh, like, did you see Wood? Hold on. Did you see Wood's bar? Yeah, that's what I said. I went. I went to this bar and it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, did he give you? Did he give you a wooden token? A wooden nickel? No, nah, I just looked at the craftsmanship, dog. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that, so that was the focus. so the wooden nickels were out, but Chef was high high, so he was like sitting. Oh, on you the... had wooden nickels? Yeah, Chef. But Chef like was sitting on the steps, and he was not leaving the steps. But the wooden nickels were definitely out. I got a bag of wooden nickels sitting on top of the bar. Oh. And you and you turn and you turn them in for free drinks. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, that's dope. That is correct. Oh man. I miss that. Okay, that's dope. But yeah, it. But uh, what else? So yeah, Spirit. So, Spirit. Spirit. Uh, Spirit Airlines is Greyhound for the sky, and I didn't realize that until I realized until I flew out on on uh, flew out to um, you know DC area uh, on Thursday. For one, none of the people that work there want to talk to you about anything. Like I was like, is the flight delayed or something? Because you know, it's. 10, it's 10 15 and nobody on the plane and he was there like um no it's on time i was like how is it on time if no one's on it like when when are niggas gonna be able to get on the plane we don't know so niggas just piled up just waiting all the police came on their little bikes with their pistols like tapping their pistols like ready to go to war with niggas uh because niggas is just waiting for a plane and i was like what the fuck is happening right now there was a lot of pros I guess the pros use spirit to get around, like the uh, sex traffic, the sex traffic themselves. So it was hella pros on the plane. <laughs> is that bad? The sex traffic itself? Is that is that is that it's nefarious still, activity? It's still, it's still trafficking because they being moved around. But I'm like, when you say pros, you're saying like prostitutes. prostitutes. Oh. 
like sex workers. And we sex workers positive on this podcast, but right. they was out there. They had their fur, they had their fur, um, they had their bonnets and all the stoves. They had on their um, they fur, um, with the fur um, slippers on. They had their titties out. I'm like, oh, y'all about Should to go. you refer to them as toots? Like I like pros. pros. I think Not pros. everybody's going to know what you're talking about. But we said I was referring to prostitutes, so I, mean, I think pros is a little After more. I, asked, I mean, it's not like think, you gave that information. Wouldn't I, mean, I could have? I, I mean, I, some people could have just deduced it, but I'm just saying I think that pro, pros maybe you should just go back to the drawing board. Toots, I feel like it's better. But go ahead. Sorry anyway, to interrupt your spirit story. The prostitutes was was working, getting their work on. So um, I guess shout out to them. But here's the thing: I just realized this point in life I can't be I can't fly spirit anymore as a 40 year old man I, there's a lot of things I learned I couldn't do as for, at 40 because my plan was also to stay at my boy's house and he's like man I got a fresh um, air mattress for you nigga you gonna be good I'm like sweet I'll just sleep on the air mattress and I'll be straight so I went to bed that night in, in my boy's air mattress and I woke up it was like yeah I got I got to the, his house around one one o'clock and went to sleep I woke up at five o'clock and the air mattress that deflated in a way that where <laughs> the top end, where my body and my head was, was all the way down to the ground. And my <laughs> ankles was all the way up in the air. <laughs> and I knew, I knew I shouldn't be doing this anymore. I was like, well, I'm 40. I work hard. I make a decent living. I could just get a hotel. Like, it's the thought that counts. I'm just going to... Four-year-old niggas need to stay in a hotel. So I was just like, you know, I made a few proclamations um, in regards to my age and my maturation. I will no longer fly Spirit Airlines. I will stay in a hotel when I visit friends. Um, not to not to put them in position them because they they love me, but to, just for my own comfort. You can masturbate in your hotel room. You can also sleep butt ass in your hotel room. These are ah. both are are key. So there you go. Did you say I key? Oh, um, I have so many fucking questions. Um, first question is, did the first Spirit flight have a flux capacitor on it? Because it sounds like you flew back into maybe 2005, my nigga. Like, everybody knows that Spirit is trash. <laughs> right. Like, you were the last... Like, right. <laughs> you flew, well, we've talked you about flew this Spirit on 20, in 2021. Like, we talked about this, though. I, I've flown Spirit and Frontier Airlines routinely because I just never took issue with the experience. And I'm just saying I'm at the point where I'm starting to take issue with the experience. So that's all it is. No, that's like, I mean, flying Spirit's like selling crack, nigga. You gonna end up like dead or in jail, my nigga. Like, <laughs> my, my daddy second question. Spirit, and he says that's where all the, the women who go to like Columbia to like get their ass done, they all fly Spirit on the way back. They do, man. Um, Spirit flies to Columbia. Um, <laughs> second question: Like your homeboy didn't have a couch. I I mean I'm not gonna sleep on like here's the thing about couches niggas don't want you to sleep on a couch all the time because it's a couch it's like it's like I don't want my couch to get all worn out from niggas sleeping on it. You got asses. the air mattress for a reason. A lot of asses on a couch. Plus a lot of asses do be on the couch, so it's like I'm gotta, not gonna. Double up on the comforter. Like, you just comfort it. 
the couch is square in the middle of a nigga's living situation. <laughs> like, the nigga true? go to the, <laughs> nigga goes to the on, refrigerator in the middle this... of the night or something. Everybody gonna see you sleep on the. <laughs> so this nigga has a spare bedroom with an air mattress. So where does the air mattress go? In the spare bedroom. It's in the other bedroom. Is he also forty? Hey, no. Boy. Whoever this nigga is, is never going to let neither one of y'all niggas right. stay in case of an emergency. Right. I mean, we're, no, it's my friend. We're, like, at, but, we're at Murphy Bed age, okay? Like, Murphy Bed is your new mattress. I think some people don't want their guest room to be sweet, though, because they don't want niggas to get comfortable in it, then they stay. But like, I think it's some psychology behind that. I'm going to tell you, that shit don't work. Don't work. Our, our shit I, don't have a, I don't have a TV in my guest room. No, I'm just saying, like, what was in the guest room? <laughs> like a pool tank? Like, I'm trying to see. No, it's just like just an air mattress. No, it's like turntables and you know, he's, he's a DJ. Oh man, all the context clues. Now I know exactly. Right, all right, <laughs> right now. I know. Oh goddamn. Now nah, my dog right. listened to the podcast. He he knew I was going to say something. <laughs> I, I talk about my, my weekend. You just told him his guest room was trash. I no, y'all said that. I said I'm not staying. I was like, I'm about to get a hotel, man. I can't have my ankles in there. Like I. You don't think it's rude. You don't think you used you used to sleep and fuck on a pallet. Pallets are different. Jack Alphon is cute, dog. are. You don't think it's rude to leave a nigga house in the middle of the stay? Like, you terminated your reservation. Like, I don't need my reservation anymore. I'm going to get a hotel. No, no, I don't think that's rude because any you could be doing that for any number of reasons. That would yeah, hurt my heart. If, if somebody, I don't think it's rude. That would hurt my heart if somebody got invited to stay at my house in the middle of their stay so I can no longer stay here. And I got to now go get a hotel. <laughs> no, here, but that's not that's not even how it was packaged. It was packaged as I'm a, I want to come kick it with y'all. I'm gonna come during Fourth of July weekend. So it, it wasn't necessarily like, and then the other homie was there too. So it wasn't like a, ne- a situation where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna share the air mattress. <laughs> right. But remember, remember hey, before I say huh? my internal clock, yeah. like an NFL quarterback. No, no. He, like, he, if he, it goes five seconds and don't nobody say that, he probably safe. <laughs> And it was like four, so y'all niggas share the air mattress. <laughs> Come on, man, we ain't JJ and Michael, dog. Chill out. What's uh, the air mattress? JJ, I got something. I want to pull over for a second when you get done. I don't want to hijack your story, though. No, that was it. I, I'm trying. I'm done. Was, no, 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 no. Where did he sleep? <laughs> he, he slept somewhere. He slept at a hotel that night. Wait, like, no, he, no, 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 no. <laughs> wait. He slept at a hotel, not, but not at his house, and you slept at his house. On an air mattress. No, so, no. The other homie stayed at a hotel. Oh, God. So he knew better. He had already been in Denny's house. No, no. He stayed at a hotel that night, but he stayed at his house the, the next night. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what happened. This flip flop. One nigga got a hotel the first night, one nigga got a right, hotel the right, second. Right. No, see, no, 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 no. See, I ain't got that. I, I, I ain't got the same hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have my own hotel. <laughs> so you bought you bought the beer. The nudity. I already referenced the self love. I need my own room. Did you rub one out on the air mattress? <laughs> no, that's rude, that's rude, dog. I would never do that. Yeah, you did. Plus, if I mean, plus if I did that, I would have wrecked the air mattress much sooner than <laughs> in playing. How do you make love to yourself? <laughs> Do you know how much you want to have to beat? Nigga <laughs> 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 they, they sacrifice the free room. 
go pay DC for the two. <laughs> no, no, no. I was in PG County. The shit wasn't that expensive. Oh, oh man. Uh, like, same day for the July prices. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need a room. No, no. My room was like, five works turned me on. My room was 140 a night, which is really, I think it was a pretty good price. That's pretty good. That's really good for this area, actually. Good difference. Yeah, I was in College Park. Yeah, was like, I thought it was a great deal. Oh, y'all was in Spanish Town. Okay, got it. Is that right? Spanish Town? Remember you had a That's Racist button? I remember the good old day. Yeah, I can't find Episode it. Episode right. 1 through 79. I can't find it right Jay now. Joe, hella nostalgic today. I am. Hey, I remember it, back it, in August. If the board, does the board want to approve uh, a physical board? I think I, mean, I think spend, spend the money at your leisure anyway, my nigga. Like, I mean, <laughs> keep the receipts, I guess. God, I'm for the board. Whatever, really, whatever works. Honestly. All right, where are we so, at? Yeah, ready to start the podcast. Right. This is episode one thirty nine. All right. So speaking of, with all due respect, podcast. Speaking of air mattresses. Speaking of air mattresses, um, I guess speaking, speaking, of, speaking of Chef versus his body. <laughs> oh, so since we're moving on, can I pull up on JJ Evans real quick? Since you, right, right. So I'm very um, good times positive. I fuck with good times. Like, no good times, slander allowed. But man, my nigga JJ likes selling insurance or something. Now. Did you see that? Cup? You, really? Hey, yes. That way. And did I mention it's free? <laughs> oh. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> the shit was on mute, but it was still like I could tell it was bad. Like I was in the store and I was like, damn, I got it. Like I almost want to Google the commercial to see it. But, oh uh, man, that shit was terrible. He hit all the high watermarks for old people. He's like, if you got arthritis, if you need implants for your teeth, or you got achy bones, you can get Medicare. It was a med- it was a Medicare commercial. You can get Medicare. You can get it for free, or you just might get it for free. Call this number. Da, 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 da. And did I mention it was free? It's dynamite. He said it might be free. Does it? I'm about to say, does bastard. it say dynamite? Oh, he, it? he there's a hat in the back in the back yeah, on the shelf that like says dynamite. dynamite. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dynamite, a dynamite yeah. fucking collage in the back. Just in case you haven't put two and two oh. together, that I am who I am. There's a hat like, in the back. Like, don't you remember me? Right. I was on a sad black show back in the 70s. That oh, shit is, hey. but that's sad in, like, real life. Like, these are, sad like, iconic fuck. actors, nigga. You know what I'm saying? That they just was born at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. niggas that get paid, like, old rappers. Like, we see old rappers doing bad, nigga. You be like, damn. Y'all niggas was just born 10 hours, 10 hours, 10 days later, 10 years later, fuck. Shout out to Biz Marquis, man. Well, he's I don't know if JJ would have been cracking ten years later though. But no, but the nigga was a really funny stand-up comic though. Yeah, he like, was. Like in just as a stand-up comic, he was funny. He just so happened to be on good times. I think what happened with JJ is he he exposed himself as being a hardcore Republican, and he was like, mm, I think I'm straight on you, JJ. What was this? Cause I mean, JJ can't really get canceled now. Like that shit is over. His run been over. Yeah, but it made it because he was like he was in Culture's um, boo, which was that's that's just ugly yeah. couple. <laughs> Not to call niggas ugly, but you know, you know, uh, attractive. 
Man, but uh, speaking of of not attractive, um, <laughs> which we can go. Oh, over freak your ass and laugh. Get the laugh. <laughs> right. Are we going over both verses? Spice, Spice Adams what was laugh. The, what was the first verses? Huh? What What are the two you talking about? Uh, the the key sweat one, of course, but then also um, the little bow wow. Do we care about that one? I mean, it's just been a while now. Nah, we we can move on. We can just do Keith and Bobby. All right, cool. So last thir- last Thursday they had the Keith Sweat versus Bobby Brown versus. I will share my opinion and and, and give my public apology. I did, I, that did, I apologize on my social media, by the way, Wood, but I did say once this was announced that Bobby uh, Beresford Brown would um, mop Keith Sweat because um, bias because bias. I'm a Bobby Brown fan, I'm a New Edition fan all that you know what I'm saying um and I really didn't do it was a, you know a knee-jerk reaction I didn't do my proper re-up on like okay I know Keith Sweat's catalog but do I know it like I need to uh to speak intelligently on who would win this versus and I didn't I wasn't prepared Keith Sweat was fucking amazing that nigga dispatched that nigga then got real real drunk and and started just whooping that nigga, man. Like that nigga came out. That nigga was fly. That nigga out in a good outfit, man. Like everyone's favorite uncle. He did some push-ups. Nigga still in shape. His his Beijing line was sweet as fuck. Nigga had not one gray hair showing. You know what I'm saying? That nigga. Yeah, that nigga was singing good a little bit. Right. Uh-huh. He was singing Bobby shit. And he was singing Bobby shit with the harmonies. So, um. Props to Keith Sweat, man. I mean, I know that me and Wood was butt button heads because I mean, I know that you and 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 Five Thousand are definitely Keith Sweat believers. He made a believer out of me. Um, you know, what I'm saying I humbly apologize for my my hot take because that shit was amazing. And Bobby Brown really disappointed me in several in several ways. But we could go into that later. Um, what was y'all's thoughts on this versus? I thought, and, and I think you kind of fell victim to a little bit of it too. I think people just forgot who Keith Sweat was. Um, we have '90s R&B, and '90s R&B is a it's a classical period of black music. There are so many artists in that late '80s, early mid '90s period that sometimes you forget. Who was at t- on top at different times? Who started what era? You got you know you got the micro eras of like New Jack Swing. You got like the Herbie the Love Bug era. You got all these little micro genres of R and B. And I think because Keith Sweat was kind of at the beginning of one New Jack Swing, as well as that '90s R and B kind of push, that people forgot who the fuck he was. One. From a versus standpoint, a lot of the motherfuckers who are listening to verses are not necessarily our generation. I say half is our generation or whatever, and the other half are generations after us. And I mean after us, I'm talking about motherfuckers born in like 86, 87. And they don't really know Keith like that. They know about Keith Sweat, but typically the songs that they've heard is like starting with like Nobody and Twisted and shit like that. If you never listen to Make It Last Forever, nothing like that you don't know all of them tracks, right? You don't know his catalog. 
And I feel a lot of people, since we're on the heels of the New Edition documentary, we're on the heels of the Bobby Brown documentary, and you see Bobby Brown more, the, the recency bias is going to lean towards Bobby. And Bobby has hits, but Bobby doesn't have a deepest catalog as Keith. And a lot of people, I feel that they for, either forgot or they never knew that, right? And they also didn't realize, Bobby is, I mean, not Bobby, Keith is a hell of a motherfucking writer. I didn't even know that Keith wrote uh, the Johnny Kemp song. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know he, he wrote that. He got writing credits for that. And we dropped that, I'm like, that's over. Like, that's, that's an iconic song in its motherfucking self. I loved the motherfucking verses. I loved I love Keith Sweat music. Um, I love Bobby's music. I love that we got back to a competitive vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. these motherfuckers, they, they respect each other. I mean, they love each other. It's not like they mad or nothing. They got beef or nothing. But there was competition between Bobby and, and Keith. But also, another part of it is, I also feel that Keith felt disrespected coming into the verses and i feel that's kind of why he acted the way he did at the verses because like y'all forgot who the fuck i am so bobby is credited with a lot of the new jack swing songs but keith is also credited as being like one of the main pioneers of new jack swing that's why he was the headliner on the new jack city soundtrack you feel me yeah. so it's like Y'all forgot who the fuck I was. People always be like, oh, Keith Sweat be whining. He be nasally, you know, all that twisted. And nobody like, that's Keith at the end of his motherfucking career. That was his, what do you call it? A cat call? What do you call it when you come back? Encore or whatever the fuck it is? Curtain call. Yeah, that's his curtain call. You know what I'm saying? Those are his curtain call songs. Like, they never heard that first part of the catalog, man. So I thought it was awesome. It was good. I had uh, a <clears throat> lot in to it twice like I think I saw on social media somebody mentioned that uh, it was on and I thought they were about to start but apparently that was like the little halftime so I checked out a few minutes of it um Keith Sweat is an aggravating ass drunk so <laughs> he from New York though. I didn't watch long but I fucked with uh, Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown so I said I was gonna go back and catch that first half cause the second half it was just annoying, man. Like, oh, but you cheated, but you cheated. Like, Keith Sweat, shut the fuck up. And that's my dog. I fought with Keith Sweat. But, yeah. I, but also, just to that point, I think that was that happened because I think, from my opinion, Keith murked Bobby in that first half. There, mm. there was no closeness. Like, Bobby was playing, like, new edition songs in the first half. Like, shit that he, like, other a lot of my other motherfuckers contributed to. And Keith was hitting that nigga with heat. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, Bobby Brown was mopped up in the first half. The verses was over. We were just singing songs when we got to the second half. I'm sorry, J.J., go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a lot to do with song selection and where it was played, but a lot had to just do with uh, just swag. I mean, I hate to right. say that. Like, Fat Bobby Brown makes me sad like Fat Martin Lawrence. Like, it's just sad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you know, people at church are like, yeah, I'd like to thank God that I don't look like what I've been through. That nigga looks like what he's been through. You know what I'm saying? Which I think everybody has a soft... You know, we understand, Bobby, like, you've been through a whole fucking lot. So everybody rules for Bobby. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think Keith just... 
outswagged him. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, by the way he looked, the way he was talking. Uh, <laughs> Bobby kept fucking overheating this shit. Nigga, all that <laughs> shit on and sweating and looking bad. And um, But I'm, I'm glad Keith Sweat got his... Uh, it's just do. You know, I mean, I guess he's getting his flowers now because yeah, the hot take, the hot take wasn't that Bobby was gonna win. The hot take was that Keith was gonna win. So, um, it was cool. Um, I, again, a lot of songs that were on some of my slow jam tapes, like songs like "Make It Last" and um, what songs that uh, uh, the right. Like, this nigga just has, like, I forgot what song we were talking about on an earlier podcast, which Keith Sweat song gets it cracking better. Make it last. What's the other one? The other song. Somebody, somebody, right anybody. Uh uh-uh. uh. Is it right uh, now with somebody? Nope. If somebody said, go if outside. you get up on it, go outside and run. No. <laughs> All of dog. Mary go round. No, nigga. man. No. Hey, boy. Mary go round. Make it last night. forever and. The other one. What's the one with? How's it go? God damn. Girl, don't no. stop your love. Yeah. Don't stop your love. Goes, boy. Oh, go yeah, it does. That's that's what move on, on to the next topic because I can't think of it. They play my... that shit at my auntie's wedding. Unplug the phone, girl. That nigga say forget about the dinner. I'm horny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was a jam. Unplugging, unplugging. How deep is your love? Golly, uh, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. Cool. Like, unplugging. That's a good one? Yeah. How deep is your love? It's a classic. Versus, that, it should be how, how deep is your love versus make it last. How, how, how deep is your love has been sampled multiple times? Yeah, I can keep talking about this. Before the beat drops, because yeah. right now, you got to pick Cause now you try to find somebody to dance with at the at the oh. dance. Didn't the nigga Keith said he was the first nigga to put 808 to the R&B song? I will say that Keith Sweat. How deep is your love, nigga? Let me tell you something. I think he was that drunk because he wasn't getting his flowers, and he he was just like, I'm a, I'm taking my flowers now. No. Like, cause even when he dropped like, like when he dropped Make It Last Forever and had that little Drake sample before it, I thought that shit was pretty hard. Bro, well, he, he could just knew. be a drunk uncle, nigga. And he it was just knew. Like he was a drunk uncle. They both first were off, two forms of uncles. First off, the rule number one of being a nigga is you cannot let New York niggas get up points on you. Like, if a New York nigga gets points up on you, he's going to be the most obnoxious nigga in the motherfucking room. Like, that's just facts. You're right. And once that nigga Keith got up and he realized, like, when he was like at round song eight, he realized, I got Bobby. And at that point, he just got obnoxious as fuck. He's Keith is the nigga that didn't want to go to halftime. He was right. like, "I want to keep murking this nigga." And Bobby was like, "Nah, nigga, I need a break. We're gonna take us a break." Yeah, yeah. We'll take us a part break. of that, part of that is too like we know people like that to where maybe like back in the day, a nigga used to sign you or something like that. So it's like, oh, I got this nigga now, and I'm not letting up. Right, right. But yeah, man, but. Oh, go ahead. But I mean, it. I lost my thought. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. He wasn't in the middle of saying something, so you can't tell him to go ahead. <laughs> oh, I thought he was about it. to say something. I interrupted. Uh, I, I, I was about to, but then I let you go. Go ahead. No, I mean, just move on. It, it's just more. 
No, Keith that was the first R&B thug is what I was going to say. Hey, man. For y'all, for y'all young motherfuckers, man, go back, do your research, do your homework, and listen to some non-twisted nobody LSG Keith Sweat motherfucker and come back. Go see, go watch New Jack City again if you haven't seen it for the first time. Fuck it. That's why I remember it. What y'all think about DJ Cassidy? Because in my opinion, I think he was making Bobby look bad. Like I think that I feel this is what this is my opinion. I feel like Keith Sweat is still like on top of his shit, so he probably curated his 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 playlist. And from Bobby Brown perspective, I think like DJ Cassidy create a uh, curated his playlist, and Bobby's like, yeah, it's fine, whatever, and signed off on it because he seemed like a lot of them songs that were being played, like he wasn't fucking with it. Like he's like, why are you playing this shit? There. Well, I, I feel like I mean most niggas would have greenlit new edition songs. You know what I'm saying? And once uh, Keith Sweat was like, "Oh, nigga, you going all the way back there, nigga?" Like you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. new edition songs didn't hit as hard. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, "Okay, I can't, I can't fuck with that song no more." And I don't know. Yeah, I mean Keith let up at the end. There was no combination of songs that Bobby Brown could have played in any order that was gonna make this cha- that was gonna change the outcome. Like Keith I, didn't I, play any of the immature songs. He didn't play any like Destiny's Child songs that he's got credit to. Like Keith wait. had more ammo. Like extra extra Keith is Keith Sweat. Immature songs. Extra extra is a Keith Sweat written song or produced song. <laughs> that nigga wrote Feel the Funk, nigga. Wait, he wrote Feel the Funk. <laughs> nah, I'm just saying. That. Say, that's, not, that's a stone cold groove, nigga. Yeah, yeah, like, groovy as fuck, nigga. Like <laughs> Keith Sweat has other shit he's contributed to. You feel me? So it's like. And what was Bobby going to come out with? Unless Bobby started playing like... If, if Bobby would have played Can You Stand in the Rain, he would have had to get off the fucking stage. Like, bitch, you're not even in this. <laughs> no, song. he would have got like real <laughs> I, 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 I don't like the Bobby Brown disrespect, though. I mean... I mean, it's no it, disrespect it, to Bobby Brown. It's no nah, disrespect nah, to Bobby nah, Brown. You, you shit like, hey, no shit this nigga could have played in any There's order no. <laughs> on any day he, on any day of the He week. doesn't have the catalog. He doesn't have the catalog. He doesn't. You don't have the catalog. When he played the song with Damian Marley, <laughs> I was upset. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna get on this pussy ass plane. I've been waiting long enough. Fuck this shit. Cause I was like, like, did you even study? Like, <laughs> did you even study? Yeah, man. But I don't know. Um, so I thought it was a great version. I don't know when another one is coming up. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything announced coming up. So they'll let us know. Yeah, they'll let us know. Hopefully, I, mean, I think they need to really stay in this old school um, pocket. Like I know they were talking about at one point it was supposed to be. Did we talk about that in the last podcast? Or they were talking about uh, Shaka Khan versus. Uh, uh, we got like eight more topics. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> yes. Oh. But yeah, we, we can move on. Um, speaking of Shaka Khan, speaking of competition, Shakari Richardson. Out like Olympics. As of today, she was removed from the four by one hundred team. Uh, in general, I think we—I mean, we talked about it briefly on the last podcast. Just understanding that. Um, no, I don't think we talked. Did we talk about no. it? Yeah, no, no. We didn't. I think we talked about. You know, oh well, we talked about her niggas like hating on her hair. She's been going through it. We talked about niggas hating on her hairstyle and her and her nails and all that shit. But they so now. Since we've last potted, uh, she was removed from the team because they said she had uh, marijuana in her system. Uh, 
um, it was really from her point of view, she shared that, I mean, a few, few things. She was in a state where marijuana was legal. They're doing the trials in Oregon. We know that we is legal recre- recreationally um, um, along the um, West Coast. So it wasn't like she was breaking local laws, but she was breaking doping laws um, from the IOC. So she had weed in her system, uh, and they said she was suspended for 30 days uh, for that. Um, I'll share my opinion now. I think the shit was ridiculous. Um, I, we, you know, we could say rules are in place, but in general, understanding how weed has always been policed historically has been against the interest of black folks. Weed is not a performance-enhancing drug. It is just a sweet, sweet drug that does sweet, sweet things. She lost her mother and found out her mother died through the news when you lose a parent that is not an easy situation you you do what you have to do to maintain she she was in the middle of training for the olympics she understands she has a job to do but you still have to deal with all the ramifications of grief so i would say in my opinion that you got to give her a pass like <laughs> because like you're dealing with anxiety you're dealing with depression and that's a way to, to self-medicate. Maybe not the best thing, but who has time? You're not giving her time to grieve. You're not giving her time to heal because the Olympics are coming up and that was still a priority for her. They ta- they've taken that away um, for all intents and purposes so she can heal the best way she can. But in the meantime, it, I think the shit's really looking stupid. I mean, I don't fuck with the Olympics all the way, no way, but this, this made it kind of easy for me. All right, before Wood gets into it, because I'm pretty sure I know how Wood is going to go. Um, <laughs> and I'm probably going to be more Wood-leaning on this one. Um, I agree that it is an antiquated law, or whatever it is, whatever rule uh, in the Olympics. Um, but a rule is a rule. Like, it is what it is. And people, I've heard... Like people saying that yes, yeah, it's, it's legal in all these other states, and they bring up Michael Phelps, and you know they held it. That a lot of conspiracy theories, which is, which some might be true, which, in the mortal words of uh, Chef, you can't get them crackers no ammunition. <laughs> it's like you tell your kids, or it's, you know our parents are told us, like you. Oh, thank you. Um, you're gonna have to. Do better, be faster, be smarter than the white kids because you're held at a different level or you don't get the same type of passes that they do. So you can't give them that type of ammunition. So, I mean, I'm I'm not for kicking anybody when they're down. I feel bad for it. Like, I was rooting for We were all rooting for in my Tyre Banks voice. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it seems like from what I've seen, she said, she knew the rules. Uh, she decided to break the rules, and when you break the rules, there are consequences. Um, I mean, again, I, I I think it's fucked up. I think it's messed up, but she did that to herself. So at this point, I mean, we thought she was going to be able to run, but today we found out that she can't. So maybe the point of all of this and maybe her life purpose was to be a, a, a teaching moment. To niggas everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I feel like every basketball coach, track coach is going to use this as an example of staying focused because it only takes 
a split second to make a decision that you'll regret for the rest of your life. And hopefully uh, she has a good agent that can maybe pivot this into maybe speaking engagements. Um, I don't know if the, the next Olympics are three years away. I think I, I heard that. I could be wrong. But maybe she can keep it up and maybe run again. And that'll be a whole nother story that you could, could use her for. But, um, yeah, I, I just saw a whole lot of just niggas being niggas on the situation both bashing her and both like saying that it's way too much bullshit. No, she knew what she was doing. That's what she did. People bring up her losing her parent. I understand that. Nigga, I lost a parent. That shit's rough as hell. But you can't deal with your trauma and go out and shoot a liquor store full of people because you upset because your parent died. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to deal with trauma in uh, a productive way and not saying that weed isn't productive. But I mean, again, it was a decision with a consequence. And weed is a performance-enhancing drug. My nigga who does beats said he does his best beats when he's high, nigga. So uh, <laughs> it does help shit out. But not even that. Um, I mean, it's an anti-inflammatory. It helps with anxiety. It's a type, it's a it's a healthy performance-enhancing drug. No, it's probably not going to make you faster, but recovery and fucking, uh, you know, mental health, which is on the front forefront of everybody's mind. So that's, that's my take. Should be illegal, though, right? Right, right. I, I agree with you on that. I think it it should 100 percent not be tested for for weed. But but that, that wasn't the rule. At the end of the day, so weed being legal is not even really a part of the discussion. Because there are banned substances on the doping list that you can't have in your system that are completely legal. Like, there's cough syrup agents that you can buy at a CVS Walgreens today that you cannot take for performance-enhancing reasons. You know what I'm saying? So people, you know, the whole marijuana legality issue, you know, is really, is really a non-starter. And I think it's an excuse. So let me go to my original point. I have very little... I empathize. How? I, I, I empathize with her. It sucks. It's a fucked up situation. She's very young. I don't know her family makeup. I don't know what type of situation she came from or if she even comes from a situation. I do not know anything about this woman enough to even make a call that way. Right? But it's unfortunate because she made a decision and she made a bad decision on the world's biggest stage. And when black people get on the world's biggest stage and we make black people decisions, I'm not saying it all it makes us all look bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying people take those perceptions and run with it. Like these motherfuckers can't even show up and, and pass a drug test. Like the world sees that. You feel me? And it's like black people, we've been through so much. We go through so much motherfucking struggle. We should be the people who know first that we have no margin of error and we got to make sure our shit is tight and I'm not fucking around with these rules. We value freedom so much. Then why do we put our freedom in other motherfuckers hands so much? Like for people who like freedom so much, why do you give other motherfuckers the ability to control your decisions? Because when you don't, when you do drugs and you know you're not supposed to, you give another motherfucker the freedom instead of yourself to make a decision on your career. 
when you cuss a motherfucker out at your job, you now give the freedom to your boss to decide what your fucking career, uh, uh, career path is about to be. Like, these are decisions that we make, and we give other people that power and that freedom. And I sit here, and I, and I looked at it, I was like, well, let me understand the situation. So, it's not even that she smoked weed. The anti-doping agency has no problem with you smoking weed. If she smoked, her mom and dad, what, how many weeks ago? A week before the race. Yeah, a week before the race. So she smoked because her grandmama passed or whatever, her mother passed a week before. That wouldn't even show up in the test. The anti-doping test is 150, 150 nanograms per milliliter of THC. That is what the threshold is to test positive on their test. The test that you would take to go work for UPS is 50 nanograms per milliliter. That's a 30-day window. The window for 150 nanograms per milliliter is like four to six hours. So it wasn't like Baby Smoke when her mama died and that showed up. She smoked all the time. Baby Smoke, even all, not even all the time. Like, like there's a research site that came out before the situation even happened. That's it. In order for you to have that many nanograms of THC in your system, you had to have ingested, imbibed high, high, what is it? High, uh, not quality, but high, whatever, concentration, concentration of THC four to six hours before the test. This is a study that came out before this shit even happened. This is years ago. So baby did not pass a test that is three times higher than what you would test to go get a job with your employer. But I mean, that that kind of lends itself to the whole anxiety thing, losing her mom, et cetera. Like, she might have been like, damn, man, I got to go run this race, whatever. Let me try to do this shit to take the edge off or whatever. Yeah. Um, to, to back up for a second, <clears throat> um, I'm not a rules are rules guy. Uh, because we see amendments on the fly of the rules. The rules are not always enforced. Like, yeah, shit, the rules are the rules. They're just not always enforced or what have you. However, you have to govern yourself accordingly, whatever that accordingly is, because you can't hope for the grace on the back end. Like, it's no guarantee of that. Like, somebody else, they might have let slide on something or whatever the case might be. And you can't hope for or otherwise assume that you're going to be given the same grace that someone else may have been afforded. So where my real issue comes in at, though, is the fact that USA Track or whatever governing body, like I literally saw it as we were, like, logging on here, um, now she can't participate in the relays, which she would have been fully eligible to do so. You know what I'm saying? Like, she would have served a suspension and all that. Like, apparently, if you treat everything in a vacuum, then it would have been fine for her to do that. So, I'm about to do some more research, but that's the part to me that's fucked up because there was still a path for her to compete, and I think it would have been a great story. Um, story aside, she earned the right to do it. This shit is not no fucking charity case. Like, she's winning. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not like 
fucking Rudy or some shit. She been coming to practice every day, and her mom died, and we just gonna throw a fucking jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like she's the baddest motherfucker in the whole shit. So I I don't know what it's about. You always kind of got to be watching for the hook. You know what I'm saying? Like. Maybe they just apply the shit strictly by the book. I don't know. Maybe they want somebody else to shine. I don't know. Maybe I they want to make somebody I mean, else the face well, of the movement on it. Because you got a precedent to deal with. Like, you just Michael want, Phelps. Like, I mean, M- M- Michael Phelps is three months. Michael Phelps got suspended for three months. Is that what we want to do? I don't think that's what we want to do. But here's the thing. But did here's Michael Phelps miss Olympic Games? Like, I kind of remember didn't miss, that He didn't miss anything. So he, he was suspended for three months just in time for him to compete it wasn't and even in this situation to your point five thousand like if they would have let her do um, live out the duration of the 30-day suspension she still would have been eligible to perform perform in some of the events that she qualified for they kicked her off the team no 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 no. so i think you're missing up the days the anti-doping agency did not kick her off the track team no, no, the U.S. did. Yeah, right, yeah, the, I'm not saying that. Right, right the, U, the U.S. did. So. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. USA track. I mean, I know it's like our USA basketball. Uh, what is it? USA track and field? Whoever the whoever picks the teams and runs that whole shit, I, I mean, I think they kind of dropped the ball here. Um, they could have made a statement, precedent, yeah. I mean, we see that shit every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh well, what does the case law say? That, you know, like it's but that ain't, that's what the whole shit. But it depends is. on what who. It depends on how they felt about her. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's to say that they wanted her to get all this shine? Uh, so, right, so let me put my and, and they got horses. Like, as far as track, USA track concerned, they got horses. It's not like on for a second though. Knowing what we know now, would she have challenges suspension? Like, maybe she would have been like. I didn't smoke, or you know, I I smoke like whatever threshold it falls. Oh, you had to smoke that shit within three. Hours. I I smoked that shit two or three days ago. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? She might have would have challenged the test or whatever. Had she known how they were gonna handle it now, like she might have been like, well, fuck it, whatever. I'll sit down, take my thirty days. That'll give me a chance, kind of woo out for a minute anyway. Come back, and I'm good. Now, I mean, to me, and again, I'm not the most well read on this particular subject but it seems like it was like a gentleman's agreement like all right well you're not going to do the individual sprints but we got you a spot over here on the relays and that's that's kind of what's the issue for me i mean i i know i think that's what the people assumed because the window (laughs) the window allowed her to still make the the relays but people were already talking about there's a window that you have to apply to even be like to tokyo like you can't just like show up and be like ah bitch i'm off suspension like there's paperwork that has to be filed and shit like on time and i don't think you can file the paperwork while you are a suspended athlete like there's logistics in there i'm not saying that's why but they were explaining that shit on one of them fucking news sites but honestly i don't think it fucking matters like i just fucking said when you do when you do shit, you give up your freedom for somebody else to control your destiny. And yeah, it sucks. Yeah, USA track, well, why don't they do this and why don't do they do that? They don't have to do that. They're not the ones who got drug tested and failed a drug test. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Shikari gave them the freedom to do that. And they got horses. You know what I'm saying? USA track, yes, yeah, Shikari's a motherfucking beast, but 
them motherfuckers is not slow now just because she's not on the fucking team. And the Olympics have always stood for sportsmanship, clean, clean sport, and shit like that. That's the the shit that's on the business card. So I can see why they would be like, fuck it. She, I mean, and that, and that's the lesson you should teach your kids. If my son goes to fucking UPS and he fucking fails his drug test, I'm not going to be like, that's some bullshit for UPS and their drug testing policies. I'm going to be like, you dumbass nigga, you knew you had a test on Saturday. So, um, I saw the, um, the resident, the resident young dude, young nigga, whatever we call him, uh, on his story this weekend and was like, after this shit, man, all the black Olympians should just pull out. Right? So, right. So I hit the nigga up and I said, well, that's easy for you to say. (laughs) Right? So he hits me back. uh, Well, I... I kind of go into more more in depth, and I was like, these people they sacrifice sleep, their mornings, they get up and go to practice, they sacrifice social life, they're not going to no clubs or nothing, they're not having no boyfriend girlfriends. Their life revolves around them being the best that they can at their sport, um, and you're just asking them just to give that up. And he's like, well, you know, if if you lose your soul, I mean, what have you gained? I'm like, man, that's I, I would that new nigga shit. That's right, but he's young, right? So, but I, I, I was kind of going back and forth with him, and I was like, well, so say they pull out, say no, say I do this, and I'm the fastest swimmer in in the in the world, right? But then I pull out, I pull, I pull up out of the Olympics, right? What am I gonna be able to do with this fucking skill that I have, right? I can be a swim coach at Alabama A&M. You know what I'm saying? But I, I was like, who has the bigger platform? Because we, we were talking about the whole, uh, I'm about to say shower cap, swim cap thing, where they were saying that the they wouldn't allow the larger swim caps uh, for women with natural hair, mm-hmm. which is fucked up. And we all agree that's fucked up. And yeah. that's racist if we would, would ever hit that. But, um, that's racist! But I was like, who has a bigger platform to, to speak about it? Me being a swim coach at Alabama A&M with no gold medals or me being a gold, a black swim gold medalist where I can now be on USA Today and on all the fucking news channels for at least a, a solid month. And I can bring that up like, yeah, I did it, but I wish I would have been able to wear the cap that I wanted to and they should change that. Again, well, I mean... It's just it's just what 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 black people are willing to stand for. I was like, man, do you realize like all the shit that black people had to eat for us to get to where we are now? I was like, man, you doing a uh, you're disrespecting your your ancestors when you we talking about step infection because they had to go through the back of the theater to perform in front of these white people. Like that yeah. shit had to happen. So you talking about like basically like. I would have never done no shit. I would never sacrifice my pride. Like, nigga, you can't. I was like, well, who do you work for? I said, is your company racist? Do you notice racism? Nigga, do you just get up and leave? Like, no, nigga. He said, well, we have an HR department. I said, you go tell HR and what gets done, nigga. Like, everybody's so big and bad till you got to fuck around and and give your shit up. Give your fucking shit up. And nigga, hey, man, it's just. It's just crazy. And I'm not saying it's crazy because he, 
at the end of the conversation, he was like, man, I, I feel what you're coming from. That's why he wanted to discuss it, like, not, like, back and forth on fucking Instagram. But this nigga work at night because he black. Now, see, now look at you. Now you got to listen. Nah, I'm just fucking with him. But he does work at night, so that's why he's not on here. But um, it's just context, man. It's just, like, you know, I always say about black people and moving forward, like, it's all about, like, steps, man. Steps in the right direction. Progression. That's what it's about. And I feel like the bigger platform we have, we have, the bigger platforms that we have, the more we can affect change in the right direction. All the black people saying we ain't gonna do this no more, and then they just have an all white Olympics. You know how many white people would <laughs> probably stand and love that shit. For that shit. And you you yeah. know what's gonna happen if all the black people leave the Olympics? The Olympics is gonna happen on fucking time, right on the <laughs> fucking television. They're gonna be like, yes, these niggas is finally gone. You know how many great white hopes it'll be? Right. Stories, nigga. I'm about to say, niggas ain't gonna win no fucking medals. <laughs> that they gonna have to build them up and create all kind of storylines. That's about thing gonna be trash. Same. Anyway, but no, I agree. I mean, I think she's she's young. She's gonna bounce back to this. But I do think they need to make change these regulations because this shit. I feel like shit targets black folks. But you know. That's always been my why opinion. Why does it target black folks? It, I mean, why does it target black people? Um, because cause we love weed. I mean, oh. everybody loves weed. I mean, white people love weed. Latin people love weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, why does it target I, black people? I, I mean, if anything, it sounds like it targets black people because black people can't fucking stay sober for fucking 48 hours. Uh-oh. I, I mean... Uh, you sound racist. I, I mean, I might be. Because if everybody else is playing by the same rules, who else tested? Who else tested negative for their marijuana? I mean, nobody. who else tested positive? Well, shit, nobody we know. Nobody no, we know. That's a. That, but really, you're trying to say that all niggas smoke weed, is what no, you're no. saying, Chef. No, I'm, not, I'm saying. <laughs> targeted, I'm, but I feel like they test. They test I feel like test everybody weed. smokes weed, bro. Everybody smokes like weed. More grace being, I feel like there's more grace. Because, I mean, you've read these. Have you ever read these stories about the Olympic Village? I heard it's, it was a fuck fest. Yeah, like, it's fucking Caligula. Like, it's hella drugs and hella, hella drinking and hella living, like, once they're done with their events. Once and you're done with the events? What, maybe that's what it is. Maybe they get to just show out once they've done their events. Because, like, all right. Guy, because the te- the testing is right before the event, so we know that you're not yeah. performing to the hands and drugs while you're running the event. And you're around the the people in the best shape of their whole life, nigga, and so are you, nigga. You can fucking hold your breath for six right. minutes. You think you ain't gonna try to get you some right. pussy right after your last event, nigga? And they're not even saying you don't even. They're not even saying you can't smoke weed. That's not even what they're saying. So it's just like don't smoke too much weed. I get it, man. Just don't smoke it before the fucking match. Basically, that's what it's saying. Hey, man, don't show up to work hot. That's fair. I mean, even with me, I had to clean out my piss. And the motherfucker shows up to work high, and they're like, damn, dog. Like, I got to fire you now because you're high as fuck. And he's like, damn, dog, that's fucked up. Some racist shit. (laughs) Why you targeting me? Yeah, why you targeting (laughs) me? You showed up to work high. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I get it. I mean, I just just hate to see this shit. Speaking of shit you you, um, hate to see... Rachel Nichols, Rachel Nichols, yeah, you know what I meant. Rachel Nichols from ESPN. What happened to Bill Cosby? What's next, man? Goddamn. I think Bill was supposed to be before Rachel Nichols. <laughs> right. Uh, you cussing at me. You the what? Right, nigga say why was, why was, but, but why was Cosby next if we talking about sports? 
Cause, cause Rachel Nichols was supposed to go with Stephen A. Smith. She does. So when were you gonna bring up Bill Cosby? No. After, after that. <laughs> <laughs> I love shining on it. No, no, I'm just saying it's some shit we literally discussed. Yeah, that came off a movie. Now I got wet shining on you, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. After the first five minutes of the show today, I don't think nobody can shine on you. Really. Uh-huh. All right. Um, next is Bill Cosby. And it, it was perfect. Like shit that niggas hate to see. I thought it was like, like Bill Cosby got out, but nope. No, I don't hate to see that. We can go into it. All right. <laughs> I'm like speaking of laws and shit. Like I'm cool with Bill Cosby being out because, and it's not because you ain't pro rape or none of that bullshit. I ain't saying that. Oh no, you speak it for yourself. First of all, say nigga, because a nigga is not. I said niggas. I thought niggas in general ain't pro rape. I, I mean, they're not. But I'm just saying, just in general, just speak for yourself at this whole topic. Mm, okay. Because <laughs> so, I'm not saying because I'm not pro rape, even <laughs> though I'm not pro rape. But go ahead. All right. I feel anyway. like something up, but yeah, go ahead. All right. Because oh, I don't know what you're capable capable of doing now, nigga. Who knows? Here. <laughs> Can you start off saying, like, I'm not bad Bill Cosby is out, so nigga, just speak for yourself for, for right that's now. That's right. I, I get it. I get it. Stay safe. So he, he's out, and I'm fine with it because it was, what was done was illegal. Like, they, like he didn't get, um, what's the word? Due process. Due process. So that's it. Like, that's, I mean, if we're gonna go, and I'm, and I'm fine with, like, I mean, I understand, like, rules are rules, I'm not really, I don't completely subscribe to that either, but most times in the justice system that's targeted specifically towards black people, and that's why we make we, com- we make up most of the prison system, can't tell me white folks don't commit no crimes, but anyway, niggas make up most of the, the um, prison population. Bill Cosby, an old ass man, he did what he did for a time and that was wrong. And he spent time in prison, and it's, it's over with. That's it. Like I'm like, move forward. I don't like hearing all these motherfuckers trying to cancel Felicia Rashad for being like, glad my homie out. Like that nigga wasn't her friend for years and years. Then I trying to cancel her from being like the fucking dean, and niggas at Howard even saying, Howard don't speak for me. I'm I'm fine with him being out. Like this is is. Most people who are fine who see see that due process didn't take place, or see the legal issue at hand, understand and they understand understand that Bill Cosby should be out of jail. And it's really that cut and dry. It's, I think people are making it something bigger, like saying, "Oh no, you 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 believe in rape and you you're a rapist and four out of five niggas around you rapist." So those three niggas that was talking shit, they definitely fuck with rape. Like, come on, man. It ain't that fucking simple. Like, but what is simple is the way that law is supposed to be interpreted. We don't always get that same sort of grace as black folks, but that's the law. So the niggas out. Black black people do not fuck with multiple choice questions, right? Like they <laughs> oh, don't God. fuck with a finite list of possible outcomes and choosing one from the list, right? We take Shikari. 
the rules are the rules. This is what it says is going to happen if you fail this motherfucking test. She fails the fucking test on what they said is happen is going to happen happens. Black people have a problem with that. Why does that have to happen? Well, that's what they said was going to happen. Bill Cosby gets pinched or whatever the fuck it is, and he goes to jail, and they find out that the shit was done wrong. So if the shit was done wrong, now people are like, well, fuck it. Well, they're like, he has to go out now because it was he was denied due process, so on and so forth. Black people now have a problem with that. Right? Well, why can't he just stay in jail anyway? He's a rapist. Well, because that's not the way the fucking shit goes, right? It's like, but then we we go back however many years, and it was like, well, free Big Meech. But I'm like, but wait, but Big Meech did that. So why are we talking about free Big Meech? And he's a murderer. Like, this nigga murdered people and, like, sold drugs that also put people in the dirt. But it's like free. Allegedly. Allegedly. And we're song about it. Like, the here, here, go. Allegedly, Right. I mean, we all know niggas who, like, have gotten caught up in some shit, you know, got arrested or whatever, and we pray that there is some fucking technicality that gets him off. Oh, they ain't read that nigga's Miranda rights. My nigga about to get off. Like, we live by the exception, the exception clause as black people. So I don't understand, I don't understand how when Cosby gets out, it's a fucking problem. And I get it. You know what I'm saying? Cosby is a rapist. He's a sexual predator, whatever y'all want to call him. Fine. But also, at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know Bill Cosby. Like, I've never met this nigga. I've never sat down with this nigga. I don't want to dedicate that much of my fucking life to destroying this nigga outside of whatever fucking court of law that there is. If you don't like Bill Cosby, then don't fucking watch Bill fucking Cosby. Like, I don't understand why we have to get on these fucking think pieces now and everybody's like, you fucking like Bill Cosby? You watched Bill Cosby yesterday? You're a fucking bad person because he's a sexual predator. And it's like, wait, are we going Are we going through this whole filter thing again where I can't listen to R. Kelly? I can't fucking listen to... I can't listen to motherfucking Bill Cosby? Like, we're doing that type of social policing sort of shit? And I think about people hate, you know, we talk about Democrats and Republicans and politics and all this type of shit. But this bullshit right here is why right wingers don't like liberals. Because we do dumb shit like this, right? Everything is something the Fed can take a stand on. I want to counsel you. You're not my fucking friend. I can't come to your fucking cookout because you play down low, right? Like shit like that doesn't. Did you play down low at your cookout? I absolutely would. I didn't. It wasn't on a particular playlist, but I've never, I've never slowed down listening to fucking R. Kelly. Like, there's not nail motherfucker on this motherfucking earth that's gonna dictate what the fuck music I want to listen to. I don't give a fuck who you are or how you feel. But we get it. We get into this motherfucking like shit of like social policing and shit like, and that's bullshit. Let people live the life that they want to motherfucking live, man. Like Bill Cosby, ain't got nothing to do with you. The shit is over. The niggas out. If you think he's a rapist, fine. But guess what? You don't know that nigga either. So go on about your motherfucking life and we'll just deal with that shit. If it, you know what I'm saying? Like, let that shit go. All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't fuck with the nigga at all. Um, I understand due process and all that shit. I just didn't understand why niggas were happy that the nigga was out. Um, that's kind of like if, I mean, fucking... Zimmerman got off on technicalities. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're that so pro-law nigga that, like, you just root for every nigga that gets off on technicalities, you're a weird-ass nigga to me. The nigga...
Da, right women. Oof. Beep that. So No, uh, don't 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 beep it. Because you wanna like, yes, I can get back in the league. Right, nigga. All right. Uh, no, I, I take that back. I'm running He absolutely raped women, right? Um, yes, they did him wrong when it comes to, like, the whole judicial whatever the fuck. Um, but I'm not happy that a rapist is back on the street. Like, if R. Kelly got off on a technicality, I wouldn't be happy that the nigga was back on the street and I think that I think it gave all these woke hotel ass kind of woman hating ass niggas like a booster shot nigga and I think that's what bothered me the most is the niggas that I saw that were like so like yeah you know like Boosie's little daughter. I told you niggas. I tried to tell you niggas like like that nigga innocent. No, the nigga's not innocent. The nigga just got off on a fucking technicality. So I'm just saying like hold your shit together, man. Ain't no sense of having no fucking pudding pot party at your crib and all this other shit because like that nigga's a rapist. You know, he just got off at on a technicality because you know, the nigga's rich and fucking famous so um yeah that's just my stance on it so so JJ let me ask you a question today. Are, are we good with OJ then are we good with OJ yeah how, how we feel about uh, OJ because th- th- this uh, energy this energy wasn't the OJ energy niggas no. was happy happy when OJ got off so you know how old I was when OJ got off no. I was happy happy about a lot of bullshit no, back no, then. no I'm, not talking, like, I'm, talking, I'm talking about you individually I'm talking about the collective black voices that's what I'm talking about no, the collective black voices were definitely thumbing their nose at motherfuckers. But OJ supposedly only killed, it, like, it, no more people came forward and said that OJ killed him. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but, but OJ, OJ, yeah, OJ, no other people came up saying that OJ killed him. OJ, absolutely. It was a failed oh. tip in comedy. Somebody who listened laughed or giggled and smiled a little bit. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I feel like, well, now I feel like, no, I do feel rape is worse than murder to me, so. Um, but, well, but it was still assault, though. I mean, just because, well, I, first off, I don't think that rape is worse than murder. I mean, murder is pretty much the ultimate, the ultimate sin. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, as bad as sexual assault is, I don't, I don't even want to talk about that particular portion. Right, I can't speak to that. I'm just I can't saying. Speak to I that. Well, but, think, but, but not being here, like, rape? like, dead, dead, like, D-E-D dead, that just... I can't think of anything worse than that. And OJ, not only like the thing about OJ is, and I think the thing that gets lost in the sauce is OJ was a serial abuser. Like the death is what the abuse culminated in. Like the pattern of Nicole dying was essentially the model for most of the deaths that happen in abusive relationships in the country. But OJ is not looked at as the serial abuser that he was. I, no, I get that. OJ too. is good. OJ, o, OJ, OJ comes, is Gucci. 
money and fame too. OJ is and, Gucci. And, but it was still the, the the similarity is the legal climate for black people in both situations. These are both extremely rich men who passed beyond just being black men to their to their benefit. You know what I'm saying? We still see them as black, and the and they they put they were put in positions to be reminded they were black. But ultimately, the reason either of these niggas got free was because they're rich, they're wealthy. So. I mean, we were niggas was celebrating OJ getting off. We all was like, OJ did this shit, but niggas don't get off for anything. Right. And it was the same time of, of the um of the Rodney King shit. Like it was a lot of shit going on. This will be we, we gonna have to we gonna have to give up something before this before L A blows up blows the fuck up because these niggas is crazy. Even with Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby was was uncovered by a black man. During a comedy, doing his comedy routine, like, oh, hey, Bill Cosby was doing all that shit. What the fuck? Right. So, but he was also a very rich man, and he kind of got passes for years and years because he was making money for people, and he was rich. But once he stopped making money, like a nigga in his late seventies, he ain't making money for nobody no more. They're like, oh, well, we could get him now. Like the shit been done. Is, that, is that okay? I mean. I mean, I have my opinion, but is, but is that okay? Like, let's use this nigga it's, until no, no, we can't. No, no, and no, then... it's, it's, he should have been punished. I have no issue with him being punished, but the, I think the reason that people feel good about it is because so many black, we see so many stories every day about black men who were accused of rape uh, 50 years, 40 years ago. A, a dude just got out in New York a few years um, from being in prison 40 years because he was accused of rape that, and, and there was no proof or evidence that it right. ever happened. That's our legacy as black men. So when so when a black rapist gets off, we should celebrate? You want to... I feel like I'm talking to a, a girl right now. That's not, that's not exactly what I... That's not even close to what I said. The point of what I'm making is that is not what I'm saying. First of all, that was gross. But what I'm trying to say is that's our legacy. So we so people are celebrating the fact that he got off. He's not the person we should celebrate because he did that shit. Those the same reason we should be celebrating. That's sexist me, saying that. I mean, it I'm don't like really, it don't really have to be celebrated. <laughs> it's like it, you're talking to a girl. What do you mean by that? That's sexist. Twisting my words. This, this nigga, and it, I stand it, on it. So, but so, I don't. I don't okay. think you have to celebrate. I don't think you have to celebrate it. You can just uh be glad or whatever the operative word is that the law worked for once yeah i mean and and like i mean it's like what we were talking about with shikari like the selective application of the law you know what i'm saying some people get a ticket some people go to jail all of that kind of shit some people get a year community service some people get 30 years in jail like it's it's all that shit is relative um it's just an ill situation. And like you say, I mean, fortunately, I guess for fortunately for Bill Cosby, he did have the resources and whatever else is required to fight this. Because, I mean, it's somebody sitting in jail right now on a technicality that shit be like some shit that they really did not do at all. Like, say, yeah, I wasn't Mirandized. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. They didn't do this. They did this. They fucking threw that cigarette butt down on the ground and framed me. You know, but that shit is unfortunate, which kind of goes back again to Shikari. Like, you have to expect that you're not going to get a break. So, 
gum yourself according. Black people will not get the benefit of the doubt. And yeah, they will. Right. And it is your yeah. job to ensure that you do not put yourself in a position to give someone a, the power to have to give you the benefit of the doubt. That's the name so of the gotta game. you got to be perfect. That's the name of the or, game. Or, or not put um, stuff in people's drinks. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. well, I don't think I don't even think you got to be perfect. You just got to be somewhat risk. You got to be risk adverse in certain scenarios. Like you can't just do shit. No, you're right. Yeah. I went out and kicked it. I went out and kicked it with one of my white white coworkers. This was like years ago, and went to some strip club that was downtown, and. Uh, it was a, a white chick there who it was two white boys. A white chick there. Um, she was like, "Hey guys," like one of my homeboys, whatever. She was like, "Hey, can y'all just walk me to the hotel?" So we just talking, whatever. It was like around the corner. Open up the hotel door. Her white homegirls laying face down on the carpet. Right. I said, All right, man. I'm gonna holler at y'all. And I'm out. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you just gotta yeah, pick it. Yeah. Pick it. Just good choices. I think that should be the name if we named our podcast. It would just be good choices. What's would be the, the name. Um, what, what, what's the verse? Where I don't know if it's the verse or somebody said something about a verse, but shun the appearance of ungodliness. Like that's that's kind of got how you got to live your life. It's not just doing the right thing. You can't even look like you're doing the wrong motherfucking thing. I know in the 2000s, which was the worst time apparently in history, just in terms of people being or whatever. I remember I went on two separate dates. First date, I went out with the girl. We went to the club. She drank a whole lot. I drank half of what she drank. She was petite, so she was got real. She got shit face. I was like, man, well, let's get you home. You know what I'm saying? I took her home. Took her back to my house. Um, put her in bed. And what she was wearing, and went to sleep on the couch. Woke like up the next you, day. I like how you put that in there. Hmm? I like how you put that what she was wearing in there. Yeah, I wasn't gonna take. I wasn't touching her clothes. So um, <laughs> I, I wake up the next morning around nine or ten, go in the room to check on her. She's um, took a took a shower. She getting um, getting her shit together or whatever. And she was like, "Damn, Nick, you don't like pussy." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, what you mean? She's like, she's like, you didn't want to fuck, fuck me last night? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we went to the club. I got, got faded. You know what I'm saying? I was on that oil. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, God, I, I can't see you again. <laughs> <laughs> she was in for a bit. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. But, <laughs> but, but that, should have, that same scenario happened twice. So the same it, chick? No, no, I never saw that first chick again. The yeah. second one was like my friend over years. Like, I knew her from fam. And she she gave me the same stuff. I was like, what? Wait, what? I think I even told you that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Who are you looking at? Huh? I didn't know which window you was looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I never heard the story. No, yeah, no, you... no, no, no. I, no, no, I told we get it. Friend we get, that yeah. story. Oh. Uh, hey, Wood. That's that's first Thessalonians five and twenty two. Thank you, sir. All right. What is? That uh, abstain from all appearance of evil, or that's that's in the uh, King James version. But I say that to say that what y'all saying is right. It's just 
you have to you do have to be on your best foot. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you don't that could both those situations could have put me in prison. Easy. Easily. We we've seen it. We we we've seen so many show. We've seen so many shows where motherfuckers that weren't even in the vicinity get charged for rape. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you can't fuck around with shit like that. No. So I, I'm saying to say in general, like we don't obviously listen to the context of this. My point is like we do, that's just repugnant and deplorable. All the bad words um, as far as like what a motherfucker is who does that. I don't think that Bill Cosby's an upstanding citizen. I think that the response is solely because black folks gets the short end of the stick in the legal system. Yeah, it was a it was a few things. <clears throat> One of them was like Cosby fans and shit. The other thing was all oh, that shit was old fuck them. The other was oh they railroaded him. And the fourth one that I can think of was like oh this nigga old anyway. He already did some time. Whatever, whatever. It's Bill Cosby. So yeah, I know he was about to buy NBC, right? Yeah, <laughs> Shikari was about to buy that shit too. Yeah, that's how they get that everybody. <laughs> I was gonna buy that shit, but after I saw yeah, that, go down right? Home, and now I'm straight. Uh, I'm cool. Tuck my shit back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't even watch TV like that. The more right, controversy. Man. This episode kind of goes into race, kind of deep, but yeah. Anyway, um, Rachel Nichols. Yes, now I couldn't wait to get to this fucking topic, boy. Come on, come with it. No, I couldn't. I could wait. I'm just, it's, the shit's on the docket number three, so that's what happened. We forgot but, to put in uh, NCAA players being able to get paid. I realized that after the fact. But go ahead. What were you going to say? So, um, Rachel Nichols is a reporter for ESPN. She got, uh, I guess, there was an article in the New York Times on Sunday talking about issues on the shows, uh, the NBA-related shows at ESPN, uh, because Rachel apparently made some sort of comment about Maria Taylor um, being a diversity hire. And I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing, obviously, but basically she was saying, you know, uh, if uh, she's like, I'm fine with diversity hires and things of that nature, but I don't want it to affect me. Um, that quote came out. It came out um, from, an, I guess, it was leaked by a, an employee from ESPN because she was being recorded. I guess they were on. I guess they were in a studio when they were saying it, but she was yeah, talking. No, to, no, 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 no. They had set up some equipment for her to use at home to record or whatever, like to broadcast. Uh, and the camera, like whatever equipment they had, was like still rolling. It automatically uploads to some server in Bristol or some shit. And somebody heard the shit and leaked it. Like she was talking. She was talking to dude, but didn't realize that the shit was still rolling and uploading the shit. So I mean, basically, like she was just caught on a hot mic, but she was at home on the phone. I get it now. So kind of like a Jeffrey Tubin situation without the masturbation. But she kind of still fucked herself a little bit. <laughs> I Not see like what you did all. there. Yeah. Nothing like that, but you got your joke <laughs> off, and I respect it. I appreciate it. I'm mean, trying. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Can I look out the parking lot? Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was a long shot, but you know, so you gotta hit it, it went in. It went in. Thank you. Thank you. 
but, so I mean, there's been a lot of opinions on it. Um, as far because I mean, basically, what's happened as a result of a few things. Uh, t- today it was announced that uh, Rachel Nichols is no longer the sideline reporter for the finals, um, and now it's going to be um, what's her name? Malika Andrews. Black woman. Malika. Is it Andrews? Malika Andrews. Yeah, Malika Andrews will be taking over. Um, she's a black woman. She's, she's a black woman. She's also a journalist. For sure. And she's also the ESPN do that on purpose. Uh, yeah. Black yeah. You know they did. Uh, yeah, they, they, I mean. Both, probably. But, um, I mean, but Rachel Nichols is also making the point, and I guess in, the, in this conversation, that, you know, ESPN doesn't do the best job in regards to race, but they never have, and I don't think they ever will. Um, so the, the there's been back and forth con- conversations about who's to blame. Is, it a, is this Rachel's issue or is ESPN's issue? Uh, so what what's, what's y'all's takes on that? I mean, it's everybody's issue now. I mean, when you're dealing with, like, public media, it doesn't matter about right and wrong. It matters about ratings. So Disney and ESPN did whatever the fuck they had to do to cauterize the wound and keep the ratings what the fuck they were going to be, make it a non-story. We don't want to be talking about this. The NBA Finals are going on. We don't want this to be the story and not the fucking game. So what was done, what was done. But when we peel back the layers of the story, at least when I peel back the layers of the story, what Rachel said to me was not that inflammatory. We've all said shit like that. I mean, honestly, if if this wasn't a black and white issue, if this was like a black person talking about an Indian person, we'd say the same fucking thing. The only reason why that motherfucker got the job is because he's a motherfucking Indian and they think all the motherfuckers know IT better. Like, that's, that's shit that we would say, right? We just weren't on a hot mic or nothing for us to be recorded for that. And I, and I, and I, and I feel where Rachel had some frustration. Rachel is the more qualified of the motherfucking, of the personnel. I don't know where we got into a discussion on Rachel Nichols isn't qualified. Most, most of the discussions that I've had are Rachel Nichols is not as qualified as Maria Taylor. I don't think that's the right conversation though. But that's the conversation. I think the proper conversation, and I know you're right, because that's what makes that's what makes people emotional. I think the issue is not that that uh, Maria Taylor is more qualified, but that Maria Taylor is qualified. She she's completely capable of of hosting a show. I think Maria Taylor is a great analyst. Personally, I, I love her on college football. Um, but the thing is. And even what Jack said, which kind of pissed me off, was she was a, a sympathy hire. Like, all that's doing in both situations is diminishing that, that young lady's talent. Like, we're not, like, they, should, they, should, they shouldn't be treating the situation as if she's not capable. Because going into the whole, like, okay, we're, all, we're three of us are black men working in tech, a place that doesn't necessarily embrace us as a demographic. There's not a lot of, you don't see a lot of black men in tech. Black women either. You don't see black folks in tech in period, tech period. So a lot of times from my experience coming up in the ranks and we've been all doing this almost about what, twenty years almost all of us about almost twenty years. Is always some sort of vetting period I had to deal with, at least for me, because they like, I don't believe this nigga. I don't believe this nigga know all this shit. 
and then you had to like kind of prove yourself over over not over just the interview period but after that so it always made me feel like y'all didn't really necessarily hire me because you believed the shit I said in the interview like you believe you you hired me because there is some sort of level of we don't have enough diversity here we need to get more color here and then they were like oh this motherfucker know what he's talking about so right. that's where I took issue with because it, it all it's, it looked like me on both ends um, that they're diminishing what her her qualifications and her talent. Maria Taylor's talented. She's played sports. She's a journal. She's a journalism major at UGA. She's not. She's not like a a, a slu- like a slouch. She knows her shit. So I mean, I think that's what I took issue with in general, and that's what make. I mean, I understand her being upset. I understand her being vitriol because of that. I wouldn't say necessarily that I think Rachel Nichols is a high pedigree journalist. She went to fucking Northwestern. She's been in the game for a long time. She's very good at what she does. I would never diminish what her talent, but don't say that someone else, um, don't diminish someone else's talent just because you think they don't deserve to be there because they're black. Well, that's what she was basically well, saying. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'd say that shit too. If it was written in my contract that that job was supposed to be mine. Mm. And that job was yeah. written is written in Rachel's Nichols contract that she was supposed to be the sign line reporter for whatever the fuck that shit was. The job in question. And they're talking about putting somebody else in the motherfucking job. Like, I mean, what black person would be pissed off about that? Let's put it like this. If Rachel Nichols is black and Maria Taylor's a white girl, we're still pissed at Rachel. Because at that point in time, Rachel's would be the underqualified person and the black woman is the overqualified person who went to Northwestern and had it written into her contract. And for some reason, this white girl who's underqualified is now the sideline reporter for the NBA Finals. We'd have a problem with that shit too. We'd have a problem with Rachel either way it goes because Rachel's white. I gotta, I gotta go through that scenario again. So right now, in this current situation, Rachel is the more qualified reporter who has the right. job in question in her contract to serve that role. There was questions about putting Maria Taylor in that role, who is the underqualified journalist, to take over the role that was contractually obligated to Rachel. Rachel was frustrated, voiced her frustration, and had a problem with it. Let's reverse the roles. Let's say Maria Taylor is the more qualified journalist, went to Northwestern, had a contract. That contract stipulated that she was supposed to be the sideline reporter for the NBA Finals. And then a white woman, in this case the white woman is now Maria Taylor, is less qualified, does not have it written in her contract. And now they're talking about putting that person as the sideline reporter. We would have a fucking problem with that if something like that happened to fucking Pam Oliver. And there was a white girl who was underqualified was now going to be tapped to be the sideline reporter. I see what you did there because that's what happened. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, she. I mean, Aaron Andrews took her job. Yeah, so I mean, Rachel is Dan, and she do as Dan, and she don't. Rachel is the victim, not the victim. Rachel is the perpetrator because Rachel is white, and she said some shit that was off color. And when you say off color shit about black people, there's nothing you can do about that, Rachel. You just. You you, you, you got to eat that L. You just got to eat that you, L. You can't say shit. My thing is, you can't say shit at work that could be inflammatory. And okay, so so she didn't know she was being recorded. She know she was on a hot mic. Don't you say inflammatory shit at work all the time? Right. This nigga no. absolutely does. You, I don't. You stopped. You say inflammatory shit at your house and then put it on a podcast. 
Yeah, but nobody knows. I don't use my real name. Nobody from where listens about the last time. Nobody I said knows who we are. Right. What are you talking about? Not for real, for real. Like the last time I said something inflammatory at work, I lost my job. True. So I know for a fact, and, and what I said that was inflammatory was, "Hey, man, um, when someone gets killed, when a black person gets killed, um, it stresses us, and we've ha- we're having a bad day. It's not the best day, and that and I I don't like." police shooting and killing black people that's what i said so that was considered inflammatory so i know for a fact you need to be mindful of the shit you say when it comes to work like i i I was like oh life lesson forever you know what i'm saying you don't need to know shit about my thoughts which is fine and that's that's how i move forward it was a lesson it's a lesson for her like you can't just tell everybody your thoughts Especially if you're in a in your working environment, I'd be, it'd be different if you're outside on the phone with this dude having a conversation. But no, if you she you're, was, she was she in her home a... office for all intents and purposes. Maybe she was in her home, home yeah. studio, like she you was just... working. Right. I mean, technically, I, technically, I'm in my home office right now too, with all type of racist commentary. People. Jeff, you wasn't even wearing pants. True. You was true. balls out. <laughs> Very true. Again, but they don't know that shit. That's what I'm saying. She just got fucked up. She was saying some shit she got that, caught. right? She got caught. Saying how exactly. she felt, were her feelings just justified? I'm yes. Like, and, 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 no. And, and, and I, her feelings were justified I, because they're confirmed. I, right. Right. Okay. Right. In a bubble. <laughs> yes. Right. But black people have to deal with so much uh, climbing the ladder, systemic racism, all types of shit that now. Fuck it, you can't even feel the right way because we black. So fuck, we done fucked over too many times. You can't even be right and white. So fuck you, and moving right along. Now we got a black woman. Sons versus bucks. Fuck the bucks. Uh, the very, the very thing. One last point. The very thing that she was scared of was ultimately the thing that happened. That yeah. the, the less qualified person got the job. The less, quali- the less qualified person got the job, and more well, than again li- choices, and, right. more, and more than likely because they were black. <laughs> I like Malik Andrews, but I was shocked by that. And how do you think she feels about her job now? She about to leave. Who? Rachel? You talking about oh. Rachel? Oh. Yeah, Malika. Yeah, that's now, oh, now she's in an unfair situation. Right. Like yeah. She's in a fucked up situation now, too, because now she's looked at as like, you only got this because she fucked up, and now, you know, the type of pressure that's probably on her, nigga. Yeah. But she's going to smoke some weed. You think they drug tests? Hey, Mar- hey Maria's under pressure too because her her contract about to be up in in a couple of weeks. ESPN's a fucked up place, man. It I think is. we've learned more and more. Like I, I was talking about this earlier, I don't want to even see the NBA Finals on ABC anymore. When why can't they just get this shit to TNT? Why can't they just get the contract? I would love to see TNT with the Finals moving forward, just because Money. I like inside the NBA better, Money. way better. TNT but it has to money. be on like like regular regular TV though, right? Yeah, that's you right. No, right. That's like you gotta have motherfuckers. If TNT know. pays but, enough money, they can get it. It's by that. But TNT money. isn't that C, isn't that they're affiliated with CBS? Oh, never heard that. Before. I don't know. We spent a whole lot of time when they, show, when they show the. Um, they are they are they are associated to CBS because when they do uh, March Madness they they do crossover. I know you was gonna make that connection, but shit. So does uh, 
what it was, not ID channel, but I, don't, I just think they just do the coverage. I don't think they're affiliated. True TV or whoever the fuck. Well, True TV is Turner Broadcasting. Isn't that what TNT stands for? What does TNT stand for? Uh, Turner Network. Atlanta TV Network. <laughs> it's all Turner. Um, but okay, well, I'll have to just read. I'll do research on that. Okay, so it was the other thing was Stephen A. Talking about ESPN shit. Stephen A. Comment okay. on bosses. Yeah, Kaiser was about, about TNT. No, that's JJ Walker was, nigga. Because it's Dino Mike. Get it? Oh, shit. That was good. That was good. Hey, boy, I be hidden from the fucking logo sometimes. (laughs) Pull up from the parking lot, ass nigga. Yeah, nigga. Is that a callback? That was excellent. But, um, so Stephen A made a comment, and niggas got mad at him. Niggas just been in their feelings this week, um, saying that. What did he say? He said, if my, I'm waking up trying to find ways to make more money for my bosses so I could get some of that. What did he say? Was that the quote? Say it one more time. Are you going? I'm paraphrasing. You're not reading it. Okay. I'm about to read it one second. There it is. He said, I wake up every morning with two thoughts. Number one, how do I make my bosses more money? And number two, how do I get some of it? Niggas was really mad about this. I, I I guess I was a weirdo that wasn't mad. And I don't know. I mean, I mean it's still like fake fake woke speech or some shit. What is people it? be trying to be not I mean not woke. People be trying to be like deep and all this other shit. Like or be cool or some shit that rhyme or whatever. I think it was one of them things. Like <laughs> he, he thought he thought that shit he was happy. Yeah, he thought that shit was going to hit harder than it did. Uh, that nigga was trying to Jesse Jackson himself. Uh, oh, um, I, Again, to me, on both sides, it's a, it's a, it's really like a non-issue. I mean, most, most niggas I know wake up and make somebody else money, nigga. And then you try to figure out a way how to get that money. Now, the mindset of, like, I'm trying to figure out how to make my <laughs> make my, my slave master more money. I mean, I understand, like, the, you know, the PPP loan and the LLC community saying, like, why don't you just do that for yourself? So, I mean, I understand it, but, I mean, I'm kind of with 5,000. like, that nigga said that shit like it was going to be a bar and it wasn't. And then, like, niggas got mad, but then got up at 6 o'clock to go to work and make another motherfucker some money. So, to me, it's it's a non-issue on both. It's it's fake everything on both sides. Fake deepness and fake wokeness. Yeah. Um, I thought his comments were asinine. Um, I know people probably thought I agree with him, but I thought his comments were asinine, but there is merit even in stupid comments. I mean... What he spoke on is essentially the essence of business and business relationships. Like, people don't get into business relationships, like, to not make money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always, if you own your own business, the idea is to make that other person kind of, at least the appearance or the perception of making some money and then you in turn reaping your own benefits from that relationship. That's 
what he described was sales. You know what I'm saying? If you work in a sales environment, that's what your fucking job is to fucking make money for your fucking bosses and get a piece of that fucking money. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think there's something to learn from his comments. I don't like the fact that black people instantly was like, this is a slave-ass, coon-ass mentality. Right. Um, Stephen A. Smith is one of the most successful journalists, black journalists in the country. To constantly call him a coon as black people is very much coon behavior. Like, that, in essence, is coon behavior. You know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga is successful as fuck. Is Winston-Salem, is that an HBCU? Like, I don't don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's where you went. Yeah, Yeah, this nigga went to an HBCU and everything. And, like, we tear this nigga up every single fucking chance that we get. We tore Pam Oliver up. We tore Booger up. Like Booger is a cone. But that's fine though. I mean that I mean that's fine. We don't like Booger. But every chance we get, we tear these motherfuckers down and call them coons and then they no longer exist. I mean, and to me that's coon behavior. But secondly, I don't like the frequency in which black people invoke slavery. We seem to be evoking slavery more and more these days. Like, we pulled the slavery card on bonnets. And I was like, but wait, why why, why are we pulling the slavery card on bonnets? You know what I'm saying? We pulled the slavery card out. Some people are pulling it out on Shikari. Like, everything that we go through right now, we pull the slavery card. And yes, in some loose way, of course, everything can be tied back to slavery. But everything doesn't need to be tied back to slavery. Because once again, public perception type of situation, global perception type of situation, everything is about motherfucking slavery. It's hard to sit down at a table and have a logical conversation about that. Because I don't know if you noticed, ain't nobody from that motherfucking time that understands the context and the nuances of slavery alive. These white people don't get that. They don't understand that. Even our allies, even white allies are like, Slavery was fucked up. This shit is fucking horrible. What can I do to like fix it or support that? And we don't even know the answers to that shit. We just said, if you look at Black Voices, Black Voices collectively just said, fuck the July 4th, 1776. We just said fuck Independence Day, basically, if you look across social media. If you're a non-person of color, or if you're a white person, what do you do with that? From a conversation standpoint, what do you do with that? Do we change the dec- the date of the independence of the country? Is that an ask? You know what I'm saying? So, it's, I mean, to me, it's just... I get it. You know what I'm saying? We got to get our shit off. We got to make our voices heard. But sometimes this shit becomes irrational. And I think it makes it more difficult for us to have conversations about a lot of things. Our most successful black people, we tear them down. When we get into a conversation, we have a conversation at a starting point that exists with motherfuckers who are no longer walking this earth. And I think sometimes we got to have better conversations and better better grounds to have those conversations are. Because no conversation amongst niggas who was born in the 80s and 90s is going to start with slavery because none of us were alive to experience that shit. Yeah, I, the thing about our age that I fuck with the most is that we are young in in terms of being young on this earth, but we are old enough to have 
the wisdom that our grandparents gave us. I respect Stephen A. Smith because his story is a great story. His story, like, he he, he couldn't, damn near couldn't fucking read. Nigga was literate most of his life. Somehow got into journalism because that's what he had a passion (laughs) for. Went to a small HBCU to, to hoop. Wasn't even that sweet at hooping, but he was able to get on the paper while he was there and somehow grinded and did internships at, and just did an internship at the local paper in Winston-Salem and was a beat reporter for the high school basketball teams. Nigga just really worked really, really hard to become where he was. I think, he, I think he's the number I think he's the best black sports journalist I've seen outside of Brian Gumble. I can't think. I'm trying to think who's beating him in the power rankings. I, I think Brian Gumble's number one, but I, I I can't see who's beating him after that. Yeah, Wilbon. Wilbon's out there. He's a- shit. Yeah, he, yeah. Wilbon. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Wilbon's definitely in in the Mount Rushmore for sure. So, okay. So I can say Wilbon, Brian Gumble. I can't think of who else. Is someone else up there? But he's up there. I'm. I think Stephen A. Smith. He's the highest paid reporter ESPN. He does amazing things. And I think he's a realist in that he, he was like, I can't, I might not be able to make, because he always talks about his, he, he about his money. He he probably understands I wouldn't be able to make this money if I did this shit on my own. If I had my own platform, I might not, or my own, because niggas are like, how about you make your own station? <laughs> Maybe not, you know what I'm saying? This nigga's on damn near every show, and he right. does two podcasts for ESPN on top of that. He is constantly working. Yes, constantly. That nigga, like, six years ago, that nigga was ESPN. Like, ESPN has incorporated some other shit since then, but that nigga used to be on in the... Even the shows he wasn't on, they would hit that nigga up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. To get that nigga's opinion while that nigga eating yeah. lunch. And, and to that, I mean, and to that point, he was on a show with who? Like Skip, yeah. And Skip is no punk bitch in the journalism world. Like Skip is a highly acclaimed journalist. And in the end, who did it come down to, and who left? Skip is no longer with ESPN, but Stephen A is still there. Something to say for that. Yeah. So I mean, I, I didn't take issue with his quote because, I mean, a lot of us like we like you all said we all have we working for somebody and we making somebody money. And we want to raise, we want promotions and things like that. It's that whole everyone is a boss thing. Not everybody is a fucking boss. Like, niggas really need to get that in their heads. Like, a lot of y'all may be entrepreneurs, but bitch, are you good at it? You know what I'm saying? Are you making money? So now you're just being messy. No, it's not being messy. I'm an <laughs> entrepreneur. Are you good at it? I'm, I'm mediocre at it. Right. <laughs> but I ain't going to be, exactly. I'm not going to be telling niggas on this shit at it if I'm not. So it's like you gotta look at the man in the mirror and ask him to change his ways, man. Uh, you can listen. You can be both. We always talk about being both. Uh, you can be you can be a boss and a worker yeah. at the same time. So you can be a boss on your all time and work. On, uh, you can you can only be a boss if you're not a boss. You're not shit. <laughs> I'm, but you're a boss, you're a loser. But, dog. I, but I, see, crazy. but in the boss mentality is kind of. Uh, I guess I'm gonna be an asshole again. I think I think a lot of times what fucks up black businesses is they feel that just because they own a business that they are a boss and there is nobody above them, including the customer. If you own a business, the customer is your boss. But that's not that's not black business. That's just no, no, well. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I'm just saying black businesses because All right. that's what I interact with 
I live in PG County, so most businesses that I interact with are black businesses. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about big chains like Walmart and ESPN. But we just saw the ESPN example. The ESPN example, let's let's take Shikari. No, not, not Shikari. Let's take Rachel Nichols. They don't give a fuck about right or wrong. They give a fuck about what their bosses, the customer, thinks. Oh, black people watch ESPN. Black people watch the jump. We not about to fuck up our motherfucking ratings. Get out. It doesn't matter about right or wrong. They know who the boss is. They know who they're beholden to. And they made a decision. That's ruthless cutthroat business type of situation. There are smaller businesses where motherfuckers be like, I don't give a fuck what they did. I say what the fuck I want to say because I'm the fucking mother. I'm the motherfucking boss. Fuck y'all. And then nobody comes to the restaurant and then the restaurant has to close in six months. It's turkey leg hut. We serve the most smothered, covered, Ooh, and chopped turkey leg shit. of all time. Great point. But I, we don't want to get it. We don't have enough time. It's probably at four hours already. But go ahead. Finish, finish your point. Yeah, but I mean, but, th- but that, I mean, that basically was my point. You feel me? It's just like, if you don't be in business because you think that you don't work for somebody. Everybody right. works for somebody. Period. Right. I don't want to get in the turkey leg hut, but why did I just heard about that shit today? Why did they change? They why did they put in the dress code? Who told who pushed that? I don't know. I, I don't know what we need to get. We need to get the Houston affiliate. Okay. The desk, the Houston desk. Hold on, man. Talk amongst yourselves. I mean, I haven't been to turkey leg hut, but I feel like a place that has that much gravy doesn't bode well if you're trying to be dressed up and wearing hard bottoms. Right. Gravy and hard bottoms and, and it sounds very all white affairish like doesn't sound very good. Gravy right. sounds great but not with the dress code. And also I mean I'm at the point in my life where I don't like to dress up at all. Yeah. You're not going to pick up the phone. Oh. Oh. First ring. Oh. Whoa. Hey, Man, this is uh, calling from the. This is J Joe calling from. What's this? With all due respect, podcast. How you doing today? Man, doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? Hey, man, doing great, man. Blessed and highly favored. Uh, you live in Houston, correct? This is true. All right. Um, have you ever been to the Turkey Leg Hut? I have not. Oh God damn, man! You can't oh, even. Man. Well, I guess uh, we can't talk to you then. But uh, hey, man. Uh, I guess you're calling about the dress code, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what, have, what have you What have you heard, and what are your thoughts? I mean, you know, obviously people are talking about it, and you know, it's not the first time a restaurant in Texas has issued a dress code. So you know, it's 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 good for Twitter banter, but most people are like, yeah, I, I fuck with it, you know. So. All right. I mean, do people just come to restaurants and like? Bathe like thongs and <laughs> choir robes. Like what the hell y'all be putting on in hot ass Texas? Man, I, I I don't know what people be doing, but you know, uh when you have these holiday weekends you see a lot of everything. You know, a lot of people are in town, so I wouldn't be surprised um if that's what was going down there. And there's always a line there, so who knows what you're gonna see. Hey man, we really appreciate you, man. Uh maybe you should try to turkey leg cut and get back with us. No doubt. All right, man. Peace out. Yep. So when you're a Cosmo and you go to Turkey Leg Hut now, do you eat the turkey leg with a knife and a fork? Is that mandatory in Hong Kong? 
So it's not even Cosmo. I guess they said you can't wear tank. You can't wear like white tank tops, pants that are excessively baggy. I didn't know that was still a thing. Um, or house shoes, or hair bonnets, or slide sandals. That's that's all they said. That's oppressive. Or or, or bathing suits. Or, oh damn, they did say swimwear. Niggas was gonna wear swimwear to, to the damn turkey leg. Hut. But it's a turkey leg hut though. Anything that's a hut, I feel like it's come as you are. Man, you remember, remember, you, know? you remember eating in Pizza Hut? Like eating inside of the Pizza Hut? Yeah, eating inside I, the I Pizza Hut the was day. a classy affair. You remember no, those plastic red cups? Them motherfuckers yes. used to, uh, <laughs> the red cups was probably fucking, so fucking nasty. Fucking cafeteria now. cups. Cafeteria and bullshit. Uh, <laughs> them motherfuckers used to cut the pieces different for uh, dining and uh, Like, I don't know why. I don't know if it was because it stayed in the pan longer or what, but man, that, that shit crust used to be extra buttery and fucking delicious back then. That shit used to taste different, though. They used to have, what was that, Galactica video game and Miss Pac Man? Remember the Tiffany, what they called him, Lamp? Oh, was Tiffany Lamps, Lamps with the little uh, stained glass? Yes. Yeah. I'm that look, was nice. I'm going to look for some of those. I'm going to get some of those in the house. Fuck that. No, the, I want uh, some in the house. Pizza That's classy. The Pizza Hut across from Northwest YMCA in Nashville, nigga, had it was a buffet, my nigga. Mm. Hey, boy. Yes, Lord. Got them cinnamon sticks with the little yes, frosting Lord. on it. Yes, Lord. Oh, man, come on. Niggas was fly. I remember dressing fly. I remember after my concerts back when I was a jit, we would go to Pizza Hut. So I know I had my bow tie on. <laughs> hey, but when, you, when the motherfucker said, we're about to go in, like, get out the car, we going into the pizza hut? Oh, bitch, we did yeah, good. We that's, did good. That's at the end, that's the end of every every uh, T-ball season, soccer season, whatever, yep. when you get the little fucking participation trophy, bitch. Yeah. We going to fucking, we going to that fucking pizza hut across the street, nigga. You know, just set what, that shit out. Yeah, I had two birthday parties at Pizza Hut, nigga. Pizza Hut always been good to me. Hey man, this is how we're gonna end it. We're not gonna talk about it. All right. <laughs> she ain't gotta take, but she gotta take our word for the bitch. <laughs> You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love, show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the with all due respects. Whenever you're ready, Chef. I don't care, I'm ready. Uh, well, you know what? I can start. I just say whenever you're ready, Chef. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure that was a real one. Okay. Uh, with all due respect, um, check on your strong friends. I know that was like the big recurring phrase back in the day. Um, and I think it was kind of empty and popular to say, but, you know, it didn't really resonate to me. But it's a thing, so... Like I said, I was in uh, D.C. and spent time with my friends, but it was good to really catch up and and talk about shit beyond, like, the superficial shit you talk about in your group chats and things like that and really understand what's going on with niggas and really, you know, get a full 
grasp of all the good and bad and, and different shit that's going on in motherfuckers' life because you really just you don't really have the time or the opportunity to do that much anymore. Um, so that was good. I felt blessed to even have that opportunity. But then today, one of my line brothers called me just to check on me. I I didn't expect it. It came out of the blue, but it, like that shit kind of like really filled my heart with like you know like a really good feelings, you know what I'm saying? Cause I don't like, for one, I haven't talked to him in probably two years, but he, he was calling to check on me, check on the family, check on my health and things like that. Um, and, and just genuinely listened to everything I said. And, you know, obviously I wanted to check on him and see what was going on with him, but in general, it's good just to, you know, see how people are doing. Like, I think we all have, we have social media and we have, that medium to kind of share what's going on with us, but that's very surface. Like, I don't think a lot, at least most folks our age don't go into the details in terms of what's going on in our day-to-day lives on social media. So it's good to just call somebody, check on them and see how they're doing. Um, You'll feel good about it, obviously, but they'll feel good about it as well, uh, with all due respect. Uh, With all due respect, I was posed this question and it made me uh, think long and hard. Somebody asked me, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Um, I was like, damn, I was trying to like rack my brain. I was like, when was the last time I did something for the first time? And the fact that it took me so long to think of something, I was like, damn, that's crazy. Um, so... It's about, it's a little over half the year is is gone. Half the year is almost, more than half the year is almost over. So half of the year is more than half the year is over. So it's time for you to do like a little oil change for yourself. Uh, Pause. Just do an oil, yeah, pause this oil change for yourself. But, uh, you know. See what's going on with you. With you. See if your check engine light is on. That's like a, like a mental, physical, spiritual thing. Um, I, I might have talked about this. Uh, I've been watching Fellowship Chicago. It's a young preacher in Chicago. Every Sunday, he um, he's quick and to the point, man. I really like him. Um, trying to get back in shape uh, to catch the end of this uh, summer. So. Get the end summer body, maybe early early fall body, uh, right in time for the homecomings. Um, and just mentally, like, where are you mentally? Going back to that original question, I decided that, like, at least once a week, I'm going to do something for the first time. Uh, if that's uh, going to a different restaurant, if that's fucking listening to an, a new artist, just something where I'm constantly doing something new because that's the only way you're going to expand your horizons is uh, doing new things. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So that's just something that I'm that I'm going to do and I'm just sharing it with y'all with all due respect. With all due respect, um, I realize that I am old now. Um, I come from an era where one of the biggest mantras in life is don't believe your own hype. 
But now in 2021, it happened in 2020 2019, people surround themselves with people who hype them up just so they can believe their own hype. And what you get is a hyper, you know, say a, a, a group of hyper hyped people, if you will, that truly believe their own hype. You get into a conversation with them and they trumpet whatever things that, you know, they've bounced against their echo chamber as if that's some sort of position of authority. They've never had any consenting views. They've never had any discussion. They've never had any discourse where there may be an alternative point of view. Because they surrounded themselves in an echo chamber. They surrounded themselves with hype, whether it's women and their, and their girlfriends. Talking about, oh, I don't want to be around nobody who's not going to hype me and be positive towards me. That's creating an echo chamber. Whether that's niggas, is, I don't want to be around nobody who's not about the promotion of making fucking money and putting money in my pockets. That's creating an echo chamber. So, when I go through things on a day-to-day and somebody calls me a fucking coon, which happened today, which is great. I take that as a compliment. Like, that doesn't hurt my feelings. Because I take pride in having different opinions. Whether I truly agree with them or in my soul or not, I take pride in having either developed an alternative argument or understanding the opposite point of view. Understanding the merit in an argument that I may not necessarily agree in. Because that's what makes you a human being. That is what makes you... Uh, intellectual, that is what makes you a more understanding person because you're able to have those fucking arguments. Some people can only see one result of their arguments and then they go back, you know, what is it, confirmation bias. They say, this is the point that I want to make. Now I'll go back and I'll frame my argument to match that point. And that's a lot of what we do. You know what I'm saying? I can see it when we get into these arguments. I'm like, well, you've already come to the conclusion that it's racist. Now you're just formulating the argument to get to the point of racism. Or, that's fucked up, you know what I'm saying? I know it's fucked up. How do I formulate the argument to make it fucked up? Um, But, when I see the discourse back and forth on social media, I see people, when there is a different point of view, whether that person believes it or not, oftentimes it's me, you instantly attack that person. Ah, you're a fucking coon. Ah, you're fucking stupid. Ah, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I'm like... That's not the way to have an argument. That's not the way to have an open mind. And that's not a way to understand. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we want this motherfucking racism shit to stop. We want, you know, black people to get the equity that they deserve. We want people to stop getting killed in the streets. We want to see people stop getting beaten. We want black people to be taken seriously. And there are going to be conversations that need to happen. And those conversations can't be, your argument is stupid, so fuck you. You're a coon or... You're a racist or you're a bigot and I can't fucking have that conversation because that is where our country is now. Nobody can have a conversation because if you don't agree with what I agree with, there's nothing to talk about. And we can't become a part of the problem. We are the problem. You know what I'm saying? We've been the butt of the problem for so long because we are the persecuted. We are the downtrodden. So we should know more than anybody else on how to help get out of this shit. But if we turn around and act like the people who've been, you know, persecuting us for so long, we're never going to get out of it, man. It's never going to be a situation where we're going to be able to have a conversation so people can understand us. We're just all going to go in our echo chambers. You know what I'm saying? We're going to say what the fuck we got to say. And if nobody agrees with it, fuck them. Because at the end of the day, we just be believing our own hype. With all due respect. Uh, With all due respect, uh, I forgot to 
mentioned this earlier when we were talking about Shikari. Um, there's a Goody Mob song. I think it's Thought Process. And there's a line in there where they say, can't make no moves when you're in the hands of the man. And that's really true. Like, I was careful not to come across as too heavy-handed on the situation because I've um, been in a situation where I was on the wrong side of things and that one line that I decided is very true. Like, you can't do shit. Like, um, you got to wait till, like, court comes back up or you got to wait on somebody to respond to your email and you got to do this, you got to do that. Like, it's just, you don't want to be under no kind of sanctions. You know what I'm saying? Regardless if it's, like, a traffic ticket and you got points on your license or fucking you got probation or, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, anything. Like, you don't want to be in the system that we stated a million times over was not created for us or to be applied equally to us. So that's just something to um, always be mindful of. And somebody else had, like, touched on it, like, about how our mentality is. We have a, <clears throat> a mentality of defiance because we, like, dare somebody to say some shit to us or, you know, hey, uh, you know, you can't... Um, take your fucking t-shirt back to the store because you don't have a receipt. Oh, no, I fuck that. They gonna take my shit back. Like, this is how we operate. So, just, um, you know, always be mindful that that's a great mentality to have. Persevere, push through, all of that shit. But that is not how things are governed, governed in the, so to speak, real world. So, that's just something to be mindful of and it's you know, this is a teachable moment if you have kids or what have you, where you just basically don't want to trip yourself up on technicality, with all due respect. 